Hi, Internet. Welcome back to Curse of Innistrad with those people you listen to sometimes. Also me. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that. Maybe you don't want to listen to us anymore. Is James gone? Okay, we can keep going. It's okay. Um, I'm not listening to them either. I got the sweet sounds of the night. <laughs> All right. So uh, last time with Curse of Innistrad, um, our ragtag group of adventurers have now set themselves firmly into Palas. Though, while getting preparations for the night, they... Fanned out a bit, uh, a couple staying behind at the mansion of the local Baroness. Some to talk to the Inquisitor there, and others just to rest and read up on some of the local area and information. A couple others headed out to the local tavern to procure rooms for the night. However, they gathered back together briefly on the idea of investigating a carnival wagon they'd heard about and been mentioned in the prophecy beforehand. In the process of searching into it, they found themselves under assault by a large armored creature and after disposing of it then looted the what remained of the carnival wagon for in search of whatever the object they were looking for from the prophecy and ended up finding a large number of strange, holy and arcane devices, weapons, objects in general. After such, they sought to egress from the locations. They learned about people coming back by, and as they left, one person stayed behind in Grove. While Grove was staying behind, however, he attempted to stick to the shadows, but it seems that he had just been caught sight of by one of the uh, a Cathar, escorting one of the guards. So Grove. It is quite dark out. Most of the lamps, uh, lanterns are extinguished by this time of night already. It's really just what starlight and moonlight there is, and the torches carried by the Cathar and the guard. Cathar's quite a bit taller than the guard, about another head over him. Uh, large, muscly, but in a way that's lean. He puts his hand to the sword at his side as he locks eyes with you. Clean-shaven, rough, takes a few steps towards you. You! Bork? Bork? No. Uh, he'll look up, meet him in the eye. How massive is Grove? He's pretty big, right? He's, yes, he's a good old farm-raised mountain man, so over six feet, probably six, three, six, five. You are about on equal height with this man. He is also quite large as he moves towards you, keeping his eyes straight ahead, locked on yours. Do you know what happened here? You have a beast problem. Doesn't look like any more, at least of that variety. No, sir. <sighs> All right. Pence, go tell the others. He still doesn't look away. He just nods with the side of his head back behind him to the guard. The guard nods quickly and furtively and scoots off. I'm afraid you're going to have to come with me, sir. For what? For being up at such a late hour in such a strange place, not having seemed to have run away from whatever that was. In fact, if you killed it, while I may thank you, you're equally as dangerous, and that's also a concern. Really, anyone up this time of night is suspicious, to say the least. There's a curfew in the town? Not officially. So I'm unofficially being retained. He looks at you oddly. No, you're officially being retained and held here for now while I figure out what happened. Okay, well, you can see what happens. Can I go retrieve my items? <laughs> I'll, they're right over there. Points Next to persuasion the arrow. check. <laughs> Points to the arrow sticking out of the thing's head. Make a persuasion check. Oh, yeah! Hang on. How bad is this? Yeah! Negative three. Sixteen! That's really not bad, actually, for that. Yeah, that's pretty there good. Is. I almost critted a fucking persuasion check. 
He looks at you oddly. An arrow is of no mind to me. Take it. Now go over there and... He keeps his hand on his sword as you move past him. Yeah, go over there, wrench it free, make sure it's clean, make sure there's nothing... Uh, make sure there's nothing of uh, interest on the body that he can check before this guy gets done hacking and slashing at it. Uh, investigation check? We can just get to that later. Uh, I, yeah, I suppose so, if you want to make an investigation check. Um, well, what are you trying to find on it, I guess? Um, so it's clearly some crazy beast thing in armor, so maybe the material composition, i.e., is it something fine-crafted? Is it something Oh, the armor. Yeah, make an investigation check, then. And then what type of animal it would be. That I can would make be that one as a step get like a, a nature. Okay. That's... Uh, 21 for the creature, uh, so that's a crit. And then uh, 16 for the actual investigation. You got a natural 20 on your nature check? Yep. Dang, okay. I'm rolling hot tonight. That means Mord's gonna be dead as fuck on Sunday. <laughs> you set your hand against the one of the plates of armor, a bit dented now, and place your other hand on the arrow and wrench it out. A spray of nearly black blood pours out. It's red, but dark and even darker by the light. It steams up in the air as you get a good feel for the creature that you're resting your hand on. It's clearly a boar. Species probably similar to the ones you've encountered out here, but it's different in a few ways. Most notably, most of them in their size tend to get a notable amount of plant growth on them. Vines, moss, bearing things alike. Helps them with their camouflage and purposes. This one doesn't seem to have any on it whatsoever. Its hide also seems to be better maintained than the others, which, unfortunately for the creature, made it a touch softer, but the armor was there to compensate for that. As for the armor itself, uh, it's well made. It was put together quite well and very intentionally for this purpose. It was actual armor that someone would uh, commission. It wasn't just ramshackled together. Potentially the person who made it could be the owner of the boar itself, but you have no nothing to link that together. I'll turn right around to the Cathar and where should I go? Do you want to keep an eye on me? I can sit right, right there. There's some stocks I should go check myself into. If you're offering, I won't turn you down. I would prefer not. Then sit. Plop. <laughs> sit down. You've been hearing the sounds of other footsteps approaching. Cathar moves closer to you and then leans down, looming over you. Even though he's roughly the same height as you, you don't necessarily feel small, but he looks so much larger than you. He's practiced at this. So what did you see? I saw a giant beast, and I put some arrows in it. It's my job. And would you kindly tell me how the beast got in here, then? In? Looks like it came out. What were you doing here? Me? I yes. was walking around. Surveying the area, I'm from out of town, and well, while we're not particularly kind to wolves where we're from, there seems to be a bit of an issue here. We're going to see if there was anything to be learned from the uh, a walkabout. A walkabout. <laughs> Look, Didn't learn survived. anything. If that Look, helps. You survived, to say the least. Still <laughs> not. Fine. You are not to leave the town. There are guards at every gate. They will know. Is that understood? Yes, sir. Good. I'll be conducting a formal investigation into this. You may leave for now, but if I want to see you, you best make yourself able to be seen. You can find me at the stables for the Lord Inquisitor. (laughs) 
He snorts out through his nose and shakes his head briefly. Fine. Get out of my sight. Walk away. Walk away. Everyone else, were you heading straight back to the mansion? Yes. I've yes. Got, got to help Faust. <laughs> got to go to bed. Uh, uh, a woman with her what... priorities correct. Got to check out what spooky things are harrowing our necromancer. I'm well, if you of... mention there are spooky things, she'll probably follow spooks. The, the, the doll told us. Oh, you're right. Never mind. She's probably following spooky things because she likes the doll. Because I like the doll. I hate the doll. <laughs> I know. Mentioning because the doll. tolerates the doll. But Faustus. he likes you. Faustus. Yeah. What were you doing in your time just waiting there until you heard back from anyone in particular? Uh, honestly, he was probably just uh, watching the door and reading the books that he grabbed from the library. All right. And probably, so he's actually probably also working on a spell, working on a, encoding a new spell in his spell book, since it's not really clear how the ones that get added automatically on level up get added. <laughs> that, that's fair. As you're scribing these down and thumbing through one of the indexes relating to some of the creatures hunted in the area, you hear your door open just a crack. It's not trying to be explicitly hidden, but you hear the shuffling against the ground of Victor as he moves up to you and extends his hands straight up rather than attempting to climb anything. He'll pick him up. He has a note on him. Uh, James, what did your note say? Um, something about how he'd gone right you back soon. I don't remember exactly. He's gonna be, like, <laughs> investigating the prophecy back soon. Yeah, you pull that off. It wasn't pinned quite as gently as yours had been, which Victor seems to stare at the small hole in his clothes. Well, as long as she's not barging her way in here, I suppose I can wait. He nods and then carefully sits down next to you and begins reading over the book and spell you've been working on. And at the moment, he's probably got a, play, a space of floor clear and he's uh, rolling a like grape-sized ball of fire across the uh, floor, guiding it with his finger. Are you mar- like intentionally burning the floorboards? or No, just practicing. Gotcha. Practicing for the, uh, the flaming sphere that I'll be using. Coming oh up God, here. That that spell does work it's like so it used awesome. to, where you roll it all the hell around. Yeah, you just, you keep pointing, and it's like a five foot ball of fire that can jump ten foot gaps, and you just run it into people every round. Yeah, it's pretty cool. All right, so you have to wait uh, another while. There's at least a ten fifteen minute period of time. Um, Conrad and everyone else traveling with him. Um, are you just? Uh, Opening up the door and going in? Or are you attempting to be quiet about the matter? I'll open the door. I'm not trying to be like stealthy, but I'm going to be like considerate to people who are sleeping. That's fair enough. But Faustus, you can hear the front door open after about 15 minutes or so of time. The, the front door or the door to his room or what? The, the front door, the door from downstairs. You can hear it from here. It's Your room is pretty much over the entryway. Okay. Um... Uh... Let's see, how screwed am I on spell slots right now? I have one. One's not a lot. That's fine. He'll he'll uh head down to the uh main he'll take a chance on going to the main door and meet them. Uh and Grimhild and Nick, did you come with or did you return back to the tavern? Slash id. Uh Nick needed to crash, so that's what he's in. I think I go back to the 
tavern because, unless they told me to come with them. Yeah. Leave it up to you. Then that gives Karasha. All right. So, Conrad, as you enter back into the large, grand entry foyer uh, with Illyria at your side, you take a few steps in before Faustus carefully steps down from the neck uh, from the staircase that circles around the house tree. Oh, you're all right. I'm fine for now. The your friend didn't seem to be in good shape. Why is that? I've never seen an inquisitor sweat. Well, metaphorically, sweat like she did. There's something very different about preparing to go fight a beast and having it enter your sanctum. Perhaps. I don't know what she may have gone looking for. Me again what you saw. Uh, out of character. Do you remind? Do you remember what I saw? I'm That's why blanking I since last session. Through, <laughs> through Victor's eyes. Uh, well, beforehand, anything else. Uh, a few people had been alerted to the sight of a violet flash of light coming from the top floor of this house. Yes, that I remember. I also remember zombie. However, you yourself, through the eyes of Victor, the cat, attempting yes. to return him, you, yes, he had been encountered with a cat in a partial state of decomposition, yet still moving, that mewed at him, amongst many boxes and debris. Yeah. Whatever's going on up in that attic is a cat. I see. And I imagine you're more worried about what else there is. What's wrong well, with the cat? The cat is... was not a cat. The cat is half-rotten, but still moving. I'm confused for about half a moment. Oh. I'm concerned at how... I suppose more than anything, I'm concerned at how it wound up inside an Inquisitor's place of residence. That seems more troubling to me than even its existence. You do know that this house is, while being used as an active base of operations by the Inquisitor, is not the Inquisitor's home. It's where she's, It's as if it was her home while here, but it's not actually her true home. This is owned by the Baroness in charge of Palas. Faustus probably did not pay enough attention to it to catch on to that, but it doesn't really change what, what he was saying. Well, Conrad, you at least would know that. Sorry, say again? That this house is not actually Sita's house. Oh, right. This house is, in fact, owned by the local baroness in charge of Palaz. Yes. Just allowing Sita to stay here, and as Sita seems to have done in the past quite a few times. Right. Yes, this wouldn't be the house, but an important one, no doubt. I will defer to your judgment, Conrad, on this issue. Far be it from me to wish to get caught up in this sort of politicking. Politicking, I know. We need rest. Are you, com- are you comfortable enough in what you've seen to get a night's sleep? He looks with uh, the deep circle still under his eyes. It doesn't bother me. Actually get some rest. You're going to need it. What happened? The investigation went poorly. What did you find? A gigantic attack pig. He had armor. I'll be having a, I'll be having a talk with the, uh, with the carnival ringmaster in the morning. That is significantly more troubling, perhaps, than a wayward kitten. It is dead, though. I'd expect no less. But I fear I may have gotten the others. Yes. Are... Yeah, he, he looks around. Are the others... Well, he... Grimhild and Nick, I imagine, went back off to the bar I found them in. As for, uh... Grove stayed behind. I'm a bit worried. Grove stayed behind. He went back. Very well. I'm sure if he gets into any trouble, it'll be traced back to me by morning. Yes, we can stop by the stockade in the morning. I'm sure he's been 
Even if he gets thrown in prison in slightly better conditions than he lives in typically. Hey! He lives in the forest. So do I. Yes, and jails have beds. Soft leaves are nice. And the nymphs are really good at protecting they like me. I've slept on, I've slept on me before. I'll take a jail bed any day. I, for one, don't intend to see the inside of a prison cell here in Stencia. We should probably try to keep him out if we can. Right, but things will be confused enough over there that I doubt that, uh, I doubt that uh, they'll be able to form a charge and adjudicate it by the end of the night. Very well. I think my studies may have brought me some luck. If fire is what keeps the vampire from regenerating, fire I shall wield. Encouraging. I like fire, too. I look forward to seeing what you've learned. As for me, though, I need to get back some of my stamina. So we're not dealing with the small, alive zombie kitty? Tomorrow. She'll just shrug and then walk outside to go sleep in the stables. It's not going to be more alive or more dead by morning. Or if it is, then either way, it's better. What it kind of <laughs> is is a Schrodinger's cat, where it's both alive and dead at the same time. Except it's under observation at all points. It's not going to get worse. It can get worse if the one lady sees it. <laughs> all right, so... Conrad sleep. All right. So what does sleep do? Uh, <laughs> it doesn't when, come up. Uh, if no one has any fatigue or any other special conditions on them, uh, you just refill all your HP and reset all your spell slots and think the reset on rest you get back. Simple. Do I go back to full health and not... Yes, long rest okay. actually restores your maximum HP. Okay. I've been dragging ever since that teenage Anne Rice novel thing. I'm actually okay. I'm not. Illyria, as you go out to the stables to take some rest and you climb into them, uh, you notice that already there with the dog at his feet is Grove already snoring and asleep. She'll just kind of smile and crawl in to grab um, you and start snuggling and go back to, and go to sleep as well. And then everyone slept. I snuggled a pup. Does anyone have an, And I presume no one has anything else to do before the morning? Not in the middle of the sleep. No, no just yeah, not unless you're sleep, doing long something. Rest. Just making sure with Nick and Grimhild, we heard they're heading back. Nick tries to kill ravens who are assholes to him. Nah, he's too tired to try that. Try it in the morning. The hangover will prompt him. <laughs> All right. So let's see. Uh, since everyone did end up going to bed at about the same time, you would wake up at roughly the same time. Um, though, since you didn't do any strenuous activity, uh, uh, Faustus, uh, when would you like to wake up? Um, I don't know. I figure he's he probably doesn't sleep that much except when he needs to, although I may have to... Is there still, like, does it have to be, like, eight hours to... The rest has to be eight hours. Not all of those have to be sleeping, technically. Okay, then he probably he probably actually sleeps in shifts more like an hour at a time, and then he wakes up and looks at the books again. As as well, before I forget... Goes back to bed. Before I forget, one of the other things you can do during rests is you can essentially, you, you with spending some of the time fiddling with an object you perceive to be magical can interpret what that is. Um, oh, okay. So I say this because uh, I feel Conrad might want to do some of that. Sorry, I had to uh, step away for just a second. What's, what, what, what would I like to do? One of the other benefits you can get from resting is you can uh, either actually attune to magical objects or you can spend some time essentially just fiddling with them and over the process of it with a kind of partial attunement, figure out what it does. Sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll mess with that amulet. All right, give me just one sec. 
and it eats my soul. <laughs> Symbol. Oh, hope. sorry. Yeah, no, roll for bard now. Cool. <laughs> if I'm gonna die, I'd rather it be bullshit and not my fault. <laughs> also, I, I don't. I mean, Faustus may have explicitly mentioned it, but he can cast identify. That is also very useful. It's a hundred gold pieces, but uh. Doing things like, instantly when you need it, though, is sometimes very important. I'll yeah. see what we can do. And it's right, or at least... Yeah, it will tell you it, everything it, about it, no matter what. Yeah, I'll see what I can do, then pass off to you if I can't figure it out. So, one moment here. Um, you spend some of the time uh, over the course of the night before heading to bed, fiddling with it, a uh, hand resting on it. Thumb coasts over some of the rubies. They feel... Continually warm, bright. You know, this type of magic exists. It, the angels have things similar to it, but nothing about this reads as an holy artifact of Avison. There's none of her traditional imagery and nothing like the exact blessings you know, but it feels so much the same. I mean, and it feels so strongly things, so. In the grand scheme of things, Avison is still fairly recent, right? In the grand scheme of things, but so much of history and culture has been morphed into being about her like she's been around for thousands of years fair enough well probably like eight thousand years or so i forget but, when that happened yeah it was a long time ago <laughs> um i'll post that in the chat in the moment so faustus sorry to interrupt what was happening earlier sure i mean i think he's probably just he sleeps for an hour and a half to two hours and then wakes up and uh looks around his spell book or the uh books that he grabbed from the library takes a few more test practices of the uh, uh, sphere and then basically goes drifts in and out of sleep. Sure. Um, you are still the first to wake up properly in the morning, however. Okay. Then yeah, he'll, uh, he'll head out into the house and make his way towards the dining room, I guess, and see if he meets staff or anybody. So you get up in the morning, the r building is... Well lit. They have quite a few windows here and still have enough fires going to keep the place warm and bright most everywhere. The trees, the house tree is in excellent health. The, some of the greenery you can see through as branches are, have been chopped off but set to the sides. As you make your way down to the dining room on the first floor, you can hear the sounds of conversation. Um, not exactly the words themselves. Um, but seems to be between uh, at least a few women. It's not particularly bright, but it's not aggressive. It just seems like idle chatter. Okay, then, uh, yeah, he'll basically keep an eye out to see if uh, breakfast is coming or if it's being made or how this place works. You can pretty easily catch the scent of cooking meats, fried uh, something or other. You're not sure well what else they're preparing, but it definitely smells like it's going to be enough food and better food than you've had elsewhere in your journey so far. Yeah, he'll he'll take a seat at the table. The bustling within the kitchen, and it doesn't take too long for the same maid you saw earlier uh, bustles out, pushing the door behind her with her back as she carries a large platter of food. Oh dear, hello. Uh, hello. Is is there a formal breakfast at this home? Uh, most often, yes, but I'm not certain of the entire arrangements. If you haven't met the Baroness, though, I would suggest you do. I have not. I would be pleased to meet her. 
Follow me, if you would. Yep, he'll follow. Yeah, she leads you over to the dining room that you heard the conversation from previous. Once again, kind of works her elbow into the edge of the door before using her back to push it open properly. You can tell pretty easily that the amount of food she's carrying at once is probably more than one should be expected to carry. In fact, at another place with this amount of money for a manor like this, you'd expect there to be a couple wait staff bringing out something like this. There what? She's carrying a lot more than what one you would expect one servant or wait staff to carry. Oh, okay. He'll uh, he'll watch quietly. He's not going to interfere with it. Yeah, she uh, pushes her way into the room. And if you follow, you can see right inside that it once again has this sort of lived-in frontier opulence. Things are made out of wood, but there's it shows that someone wealthy lives here. There are animal furs dressed up on some area, uh, scattered about on the backs of chairs. Uh, there are a few deer heads posted opposite sides of a long table. A few cabinets showing fine dining ware, not as fine as you see in Nefalia, but presenting them in a way as with pride. On the center table, there's a few candelabras set up and currently ablaze. Not all of them. They're lit enough to keep the room with what light comes through the window bright. And you can see uh, three women in the room. You recognize High Inquisitor Sita, uh, bright red hair and the black clothing. Her hat does not seem to be on at the moment. She has seated herself at the end of one of the tables, uh, one of the end of the table. And next to her on either side, there are two other women. There's also uh, Irina Kolyanovich, who you took this journey with so far. She is sitting politely and having soft words. And the other one is a tall, thin woman. You rarely see women this thin, even the ones that pose for artists and fashion designers from Nefalia. She's the type that would be the dream for putting a dress on, were it not for the fact of her rather gaunt and long face. She's covered many layers of makeup, and her hair is held perfectly still at the back of her head in coils that have been set into firm buns. She seems to be smiling brightly, but even from this distance, you can tell that smile is strained. She titters on. <laughs> oh, how lovely. Thank you, my dears. She leans over to the maid. She makes a motion as if to pat the maid on the corner of her arm, but holds her hand back about four inches before she comes in contact and withdraws it carefully. Uh, someone to see you all. I didn't catch your name. I'm sorry. Should have introduced you better. Uh, Faustus. Uh, thank you. Pleased to meet you. Faustus, how lovely to meet you. The woman stands up. It's a slow rise. She's strained to seem almost pristine as she moves. Fluid, but carefully so. She eases herself up and offers a hand to you. Long, thin, pale. He'll take her hand, and I don't know what the Nephalian custom is, but he'll... Uh... Probably Nefalia, since they're, like, the not-Italy place would be a kiss on the hand. Yeah, he'll kiss her hand. I am Baroness Lydia Petrova. Lovely to meet you. Pleasure to meet you. This, uh, you are the Artificer, am I correct? I am. Oh, lovely. Would you like a seat? Yes, absolutely. She sits down back at her chair, 
lowering herself layer upon layer, and then just gestures to the chair next to her, as if to avoid touching it herself. Yeah, he'll seat himself in the chair. Well, we're just having conversations about young Irina staying with us for the moment. And what about you? You're traveling with Conrad? She looks over to Sita, who nods sternly, for her eyes flick back to you. Yes, I've been traveling with Conrad. That is quite interesting. I hadn't thought that Irina may be staying here. Oh, that is what had been suggested to me, at least. But I would be happy to. Helping a friend of a friend. She gives another perfect smile over to Sita, who nods again, less brusquely than she did before. I am happy to do so. Now, indefinitely, there may be some plans need to be brought up, but there's no need to worry about that at the moment. I hope, I trust your stay was all right so far? Yes, it's been very pleasant. Thank you. Please, please, eat, of course. She gestures the platter of food, but again, makes no motion to touch it herself. Yeah, he eats. Let's say his eyes kind of flicker around the room nervously, but not... Let's say his eyes are generally kind of flicking around nervously. That's not too different from normal. Conrad. Yo. You awaken to the smell of meat. Cooked meat. Oh, good. That's better than most types of meat I smell. <laughs> That's better than most of the types of meat that wake you up, yeah. It's in your bed. Oh, oh my. <laughs> Victor was so Alice, polite. What did you do? <laughs> Look, it was an animal when I put it there. <laughs> it still is, technically. Tiny roasting pit right on your bed with Victor at, right at the side of it. Get out of my life. He's sitting there completely motionless with a stick and uh, an organ on the end of it over <laughs> the chunk fire. Of squirrel. <laughs> go down to the to the place. Anywhere that doesn't have this stupid doll. You go down to the drink to 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 the food room where the smell is. I go to the food room where the smell lives, Max. <laughs> Yeah, as you head downstairs, you can, from where the smell is coming from, you can hear the sounds of conversation. Um, you can definitely recognize Faust's voice, and another voice that you don't know per se, feminine to say the least. I will enter the room. Now you enter the room to much the same sights as before, and as the Baroness is speaking, well, so you must absolutely tell me what it is like in the fall. Oh, we have another guest. Hello there, dear. Hello. Honored you must here. be Conrad. Indeed. Charmed. I imagine you would be the Baroness? Yes, Baroness Lydia Petrova. Lovely to make your acquaintance. In honor, in honor, ma'am. She eases herself up and offers you a hand. He, uh, he handles in the customary manner. <laughs> Please take a seat. We're just having conversations. Wonderful. Just lovely talk over breakfast. Conrad sits. <laughs> So as I was saying, what is it like in Nefalia? I've never been there myself. It seems like a lovely place, though. There's much more activity than this region. The craftsmen make quite marvelous things on a regular basis. Of course, there is no shortage of politicking, as is the case anywhere. But Of course, of course. But you, you are one of those craftsmen, are you not? I am. And what do you make? I mean, obviously, artifices, as was precluded, but what sort? I've created quite a few things. I've created dolls, mechanized dolls, 
I've created weaponry, created mechanisms similar to crossbow pieces. Oh, I wouldn't know anything of such ghastly things, but dolls is an interesting one. Oh, have you met Mr. Blinsky here in town, actually? No, I have not. I'm certain he would love to hear about tales of your craft as well. He's a toy maker, you see. That's good. Makes toy making is a charming little thing. Yes, I would agree most, most readily. And you, Conrad, yes. I hear you'll be staying with us for a bit of time? Indeed, although I hope not to uh, impede on your goodwill for too long. Oh, the angels forbid, no. You should be welcomed with open arms. Isn't that right, Sita, dear? She's happy to have a friend stay with me while, while I am here. <laughs> Don't let it go to your head. Never do. So, do you have a late night, Conrad? Always. I have someone to speak to a bit later today. Oh, meet something, someone interesting on your walk, then. Yes, she lifts up her glass and like tilts her eyebrows slightly. Yes, indeed. More interesting than I thought I would meet heading out at that time of, time of day. Well, don't let me keep you, then. Whenever you wish to go about your day, you mustn't worry about the standards of conversation here. There's no need for proper affairs. You're welcome. Understood, Understood. but there is one reason I came down here. Food. Well, that and um, Faustus. <laughs> yes? He pulls out the amulet and uh, hands it to you. Would you mind taking a look at that? Not at all. What can you tell me about it? Oh, this and that. He uh, puts a hand on his uh, holy symbol. It's just a little bit outside my area of expertise. How does the What does the amulet look like? It's a well-put-together piece of bronze and copper that is inlaid with many small concentric pieces of ruby, and especially you know, about one large, flawless ruby in the center. It has been cut to shine, but not many times, which is striking to you. And upon the copper and bronze, there are raised images of ravens and rams. It's a beautiful piece, all well put together. And even upon just touching it, you can feel a warmth coming from it, as if it's heated from within. A little uncomfortably so. He'll take a pouch of a hundred gold and hand it to him. I, of course, wouldn't want your expertise to go unrewarded. Hmm. He'll, uh, he'll take a quick look at it and do a few figures in his head. I think this is sufficient. I should be able to report to you exactly what it does. Thank you. There are a few things I'll need to buy in town first, though. All right. I plan to be talking with uh, someone in town for a little bit. Now, um, if you'll excuse me, uh, Inquisitor, Baroness. Of course. You, you go about your business. Feel free to come back and talk to me about anyone interesting you might meet. I'd love to hear about it. Absolutely. Oh, leaving so well can't be helped. You have a lovely day. If you need anything, please ask. Absolutely. Your hospitality is already beyond belief. <laughs> well, thank you. Stand up, bow, excuse himself, and head out. Yes. Uh, th thank you, ladies. I'm afraid that my work calls. Oh, well, all right, then. Will you have a lovely rest of your day as well? Yes, and thank you for the excellent breakfast. I hope to have further conversations with you, Mr. Faustus. I would enjoy that very much. And you both cleanly part from the room. Yep, off to the tavern, I'm guessing. That's my, that's my best guess. No attacks of opportunity. Wonderful. Funk. Always hey. a good thing. <laughs> so, uh, before we cut the scene, one, one note. Um, 
Uh, for Conrad, actually. I didn't note this explicitly at the time. Okay. When you were handing over the amulet, you did notice upon seeing it that that copper and bronze was not what it looked like the previous night. Doesn't it like change color or something? It did, in fact. The previous night it seemed to be silver and electrum and platinum even. Hmm. Mixed metals and different intricate patterns. In that, in that case, he would have encoded another message to Faustus halfway through. And oddly enough, it appears to have depreciated in value, uh, depreciated in value even in the short time I've held it. What do you mean? That could be important to know. Oh, the metals. The metals don't last like they used to. What was it before? Oh, you know, silver, platinum, the like. Intriguing. Well, I'll check it out, but if that's the case, it may not be worth the time. Perhaps not. But it's enough that I'm willing to spend my money on it. Continue. So as you head out, um, Grove and Lyria. Yes. You wake to the sounds of snorting animals. Horses stomping hooves, but not angrily so, just a bit anxiously. You can see with, after you remove a few stray pieces of straw from your faces, that you is over inspecting the horses as they're held up in their stalls, sniffing around the outsides of them. Hey, I don't like that. <laughs> ah, mm, mm, mm. Unless you're invited. Do you think he senses something special? I think he wants to play. Unfortunately, I don't think horses like playing with him. No. You turns back and makes a few bounding leaps from side to side as if attempting to elicit a response. When he does not receive one, he carefully trots back over to you. Yes? We'll play later. Promise. Uh, he'll, he'll get up at that. He's usually pretty good about being quiet when things aren't weird. So he'll yeah. get up and walk over to see what he wants. Yeah, same. Illyria's, like, curious now. What is it? Doesn't seem to be too much of anything notable. You do note, however, that uh, while a couple of the horses are acting up, the very large one you had observed the previous night, the gray mottled one, it seems to have completely disregarded his attention whatsoever. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Remember that. That might be interesting. We should see whose horse this is. Yeah. Are we talking big, like Clydesdale big, or? Barely less. Okay. And when I say less, I don't mean in less muscular, I mean in just sleeker. Okay. It seems as if it has been bred for speed as well as strength. Illyria's going to go look at the more anxious horses and see if there's, like, anything in the stalls that should be freaking them out or anything. Doesn't seem to be. They just seemed bothered by the presence of a furry animal. Oh, just you? Okay. (laughs) Yes, they're bothered by you. <laughs> That's going to be my favorite joke in this entire campaign. I think people already hate that joke. I don't care. I love it. <laughs> After a bit of time investigating, you hear the front door open, actually, though, and see Conrad and Faustus exit out. Should we go catch up, or should we actually go find something? I'm not particularly hungry, so... You should eat anyway. Grumble, At least grumble, eat grumble. this, which will give him some <laughs> rations out of her bag. How, how could you not be hungry after a fight with a boar? Listen, you don't have to eat very much when you need to skimp and have good, when you can find good things. I suppose, but at the very least, you think you'd have a taste for uh, ham. Listen, he has, he kind of thinks that that boar might have been cared for. 
because the way it was a uh, things going on. He's probably not into ham right now. Has a unnerving feeling that that might have been a pet, or it could have been something else. He's gonna, yeah. He'll... Hilario will just pass him some rations, eat some herself. Do you want to go explore, or do you want to follow and see what fun things they're doing? Might as well check in with the old men to see what they want. She'll nod and whistle for you and start walking out. I'm right here. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll go run catch up to Conrad and Faustus. Illyria feels like twice the person she was yesterday. God damn it. Actually, four times the person. She's got 27 health and she was down to five. <laughs> Conrad, do we have any? Do you need me? Or do you need us currently? Oh, that's a, that's a You're not in the stockade. Yes, that no. depends. How did last night go? Oh. I found him asleep when I went down. I'm under investigation. I'm told not to lead the city. Oh, well, good. You're not going to. Yeah, I had a figure that worked out very well. It seems no one is leading the city right now. Hmm? Of us, at least. We have business oh. here. Oh, Illyria's going to have a stick, and she's going to keep throwing it for you while they walk. Try to get is some it... of this nervous energy out of him. I was able to make a couple of uh, looks while the Cathars were investigating the scene about our little uh, boar troubles. I see. Uh, it appears that the craftsmanship on that armor suggests it was purposeful. No. Well, purposeful. I've never known a pig to arm itself. There's a difference. It couldn't possibly be that it was an unnatural armoring. Let, 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 me, let me rephrase that. My, my apologies. Uh, purposeful in that it was not ramshackled together and seems to have been made by a very uh, willing and well-paid-for individual. I see. Well, that goes along well with what I've learned already. Yes, and it, uh, well, it, doesn't, it appeared to have been taken care of. Nice coat in general, so... It is going to make this conversation awkward. Yes, it will. If I wasn't locked in the city and it was a f- companion we killed last night, I would offer to help him find a new one. Indeed. I'm sure he'd appreciate the offer, however. Well, you do not need anything for us. We are going to go walk the city. Wonderful. Do you have any aim in mind? No, my aim is outside the walls, but I've been locked in this godforsaken place. There's nature, too, even in places like this. Yes, but not the answers to the mysteries I want to know. Who looks at the wolf heads again? Want to know what's going on with those? (laughs) Grumbles under himself. You, You may have the chance to discover the answer to your mystery by perhaps asking anyone. Uh, asking's hard. Usually it's easier just to go ask the woods. I see. Well, may we all learn something new today. Oh, Illyria's going to go try... If if they aren't tell, talking about a specific goal, she's going to go try to find a silversmith. Yes, oh, no. He, he's talking about just wandering around because he wants to go explore the woods. So, yeah. Well, I met Conrad, but... Yes, I'm going to go talk to the wagon owner. She'll nod and decide to go with you, deciding to hit the silversmith on the way back. Cool. I head off to the tavern. Grumble, 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 follow. Big, gruff man, unhappy with being fucking locked in a city. Grumble, grumble, grumble. Okay. Griffith Nick. Yes? All right. Uh, you wake up to similar smells as some of the rest of them of cooking meats, um, as well as baking bread, uh, some basic sounds of silverware, or at least metal-eating utensils against wood. 
it seems at least the day has begun to get at all lively in the first place. Nick, your head is pounding, but you're feeling considerably better than you were before. Just a bit more nauseous. So, uh, what do you do? As I go and get breakfast. Alright. And as Axe, are you alive? Do you exist? You have suspicious ham. Uh, yeah, I think I do. Okay. Suspicious what about bacon? Nick? Yeah, assuming his head isn't on fire, uh, they paid for a room, so I guess they probably got some kind of breakfast. Gotta yeah. break that fast. It's not too much trouble to head out of your room, and you can see over the balcony to the actual main floor of the inn below that business has begun as usual. You recognize quite a few of the people down there at the moment. You do not see the same man with a large mustache and immense hat as the previous night, um, but you recognize a couple of the patrons you had previously seen. A bit groggier and worse than wear, but otherwise roughly the same. It's little effort to take the stairs that lead to the outside of the inn before you circle back in through the front door. The woman behind the counter, whose name I should double check, Danica, in a similar kind of purples and greens as previous, uh, waves you over. Good morning. Good morning. Did you sleep well enough? Uh, just aside from any, no. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Is there anything we could do to make you stay more comfortable? Um, I guess it depends on how you feel about our friends. Uh, rowdy sort, are they? She says as she begins gathering a couple bowls and ladling soup into them. Conrad uh, immediately kicks a window in. Alternatively, <laughs> consider cutting him off when he's had too much. Uh, excuse me? Which is apparently three drinks. Now, you're not going to expect me to turn down business like that, are you? Fair enough. She sets down the bowls with the red beet soup inside of it. It's it's warm, smells good enough for the time. A uh, large handful of crusty bread right next to it, set on the edge. Please enjoy your breakfast. If you'd like any of the meat, you can feel free to offer a bit more. Just have to charge a bit to make sure we stay in working condition. You know. Before she finishes talking. Oh, well then. <laughs> Let me get you a couple of steaks right away, then. How much? Oh, let's see. Be about... If you're both getting one, that'd be two silver. I mean... Uh, yeah, sure, why not? Uh, real quick. How much electrum did we split up evenly between that guy's stuff? Because we probably should have kept it all together instead of doing that. Um, 50. 50 each. Okay. Total, which, right? So 10 each? Yes. Which then becomes okay. 5 gold. So but, let's yeah, just put that... Come on, place. So if you did record it last time, let's put it back. Or we, yeah, yeah, I'm happy it's to probably all right. Okay, yeah, I'll pay for next steak. All right, we'll be right out with those. You enjoy your food. Take whatever seat you like. She moves to the back of the, go through one of the back doors to, go fetch some, uh, go fetch your meat. Uh, the couple men next to the counter where you're speaking to her, eye you, but not suspiciously and more tiredly. However, you can see right near the entrance, uh, the woman you were talking with last night, Yulia. She gives you a bright, friendly wave. She's dressed in a more practical dress than yesterday. However, it's still extravagant for Stencia, to say the least. Done up with multiple layers, straps, and a few bits that aren't exactly frilly, but at least are unnecessary, at the least, of bows. I will mutter to Nick, uh, I don't know, what do you think? Like, guys taunted or something? 
werewolf. I don't see many city werewolves. I think you're overcome. Yes. What? Shrug. <laughs> How are you alive? You don't seem nearly paranoid enough. She's not laughing when she says it. Uh, I was, though. And you, you, you think something's up because she traveled alone? Yes, and is basically sightseeing in Stensia. Well, you checked and she's not a vampire. Correct. Also, it's daytime and she's like in front of the door. Uh, vampires aren't affected by sunlight in Strad. Not even a little bit? Not even a little bit. Yeah, I don't care. So, it, so daytime is scarier. It's scarier for just the fear, sheer danger of a vampire, but for the fact of you can see them coming makes them a little bit less dangerous. Yeah, but they just look like people. Really They do look like people, people but People are generally suspicious in Innistrad. Wait a second. Has natural selection when, made it so like most people in Innistrad are just kind of fucking ugly? <laughs> He's too pretty. He's a vampire. And then Not you just kill him. completely, but yeah, a lot of them aren't necessarily gorgeous. <laughs> May your first child be a homely child. Fair of skin and foul of face. Mother sends her uh, her daughter out to her first ball, straps her down with like seven thousand mirrors. <laughs> she's will be the disco ball of the ball. Well, she's not a vampire. I don't know what I can do. Um, she's a werewolf. I mean, what do you do with them? Generally, kill them unless they keep well enough alone from civilization. Well, uh, okay, but like, can you tell if one's one? You know, like with the mirror. You know, check with the mirror with the vampires, like. Yeah, what are, what's the deal with werewolves? Uh, can you just like poke my silver and if they catch on? Uh, that's kind of the struggle with werewolves, isn't it? That you can't really tell. Until they turn into a giant wolf person. Yeah, like the one thing you could really do is you could try and piss them off real bad and like hope emotions take over and turn them into a wolf. So you can be like, I told you, out. but then they murder you, so. <laughs> and if you're wrong. Like they are weak against silver, but that's not going to help you prove your case without already like slashing them open. I mean, I think most people are, like, weakened to stabs. Um, you'd be surprised. <laughs> anyway, it doesn't take too long for, um, Danica comes back out with a large wooden plate and a steak knife. Here you are. I'll, I'll motion for uh, nearby if you'd like. And where are you guys sitting? You have control of your pogs. Gonna eat outside today. Uh, yeah, yep. why not? Dudes, yeah. Where, where you got plastic... Sure. She got past to the bottom most table last time. Oh, okay. This is where the guy with the top hat was sitting before. <laughs> yeah, see if he dropped uh, a brilliant mustache fiber. Maybe you can track him. Enhance. <laughs> you make a voodoo doll out of mustache. But if you wave Yulia over, uh, she stands up and uh, walks over to you. Well, it is great to see you again this morning. How was your night? I hear not so great Absurd. for you, looking over to Nick with a sly smile. Think. Um, yeah, this whole superstition about noisy birds that keep you up needs to go. Oh, I think it's charming, but... They're, they're a good woman. That they are, but... Don't patronize me. You need to invest in no, <laughs> a few pieces of wax. Helps stick in the ears, keeps things quiet. Would, would that work for Conrad, too, you think? Uh, I'm afraid I don't know Conrad, so I couldn't say. Shut Conrad, kick in the door. <laughs> I cast Detect Shade being thrown on me. <laughs> Kramer into the scene. You know you want to. God, God damn it. 
Uh, well, I'm it. sorry, I can no longer see Nick. I don't see haters. <laughs> so please eat. I have already had breakfast. I, I'm a light sleeper. Woke up pretty early this morning. Mm-hmm. Is she full of shit? Can I roll to say she's full of shit? Yeah, roll an insight I... check. You can always... I will never prompt you to roll an insight check, pretty much. You will always ask to roll an insight check. I'm not great at it, but uh, I got an 11. So if he's barely trying, I can see through it. <laughs> What's his passive deception? I mean, she seems genuine. Yeah, of course she oh, that's does. A, they always do. That's a, that's a, yeah. No, wait. 15, not a 17. I'm sorry. It's minus one, not minus one. Oh, you got a 15? Yeah. Uh, she doesn't seem to be lying about everything. Um, definitely seems... <laughs> <laughs> most things. She definitely has already eaten, though the light sleeper part seems... A bit odd to you. She was looking away for a moment, um, about out towards the door. Not exactly sure what, but wasn't necessarily all correct. No, see, that's, are there any like? My problem is that I'm a light sleeper, and that's why the, the birds kept me up. Um, he'll can like conspicuously look towards the door as well, intentionally to make it obvious. Or yeah. Well, all right. Some I went for a walk in the night. Happened to see you moving with a group of people, but. You were out for a while. I just went for a stroll, came back immediately. Once the lamp started dimming down, I didn't want to be out any longer. Boring, right? Or does she? Huh? Because I was making a stupid pun, trying to get some kind of reaction. I didn't hear your pun. So what I I said after she said she had followed us, or like taken I said, I hope you didn't find it boring. (laughs) Boring. I think that made that pun even better just by how exasperated it was for you to get it out. She looks really confused when you say that. Quizzically so. Uh, yeah, we heard her up to task. Is there some innuendo going on here? Uh, more Do you want there to be? If you're proposing, potentially. But I'm not figuring something out from just what you've said so far. She leans back and takes a sip from her mug of water. I look at Nick like, yo, I, I got this. young. <laughs> we were going to explore the town more or less, yes? Uh, yeah, I've, I've I gotta find a book, take a look for somebody. Uh, last time I checked, he was around here. So. I had a bit of shopping to do myself and would love to have some company. If you don't mind me accompanying you, as we mentioned last night, though, with <laughs> the drink about, I can't be sure who all remembers what. No, I'm I remember. Good. Uh, yes, that's of course fine. Suspect there won't be a ton of over, or, uh, lots of overlap in what we're looking to procure, but it doesn't hurt. Potentially more than you think. An instrument maker around. You're gonna what? As if there's an instrument maker around. He's still got bagpipes to buy. <laughs> oh. Um. I couldn't say, though, right. if there would be anyone in Sensei, I suppose it would be here. May I ask what you're wanting to buy instrument-wise? Uh, well, I had to had to pawn my old set for uh, something. I'm looking to get a pair of, get some bagpipes. Bagpipes, huh? I suppose if anywhere other than Ketzig, this would be the place to get them. Or I guess some traders in Nefalia, possibly. Yeah, they're not popular in Nefalia. <laughs> oh, not at all? It's, uh, 
place where culture moves quickly. Let's just say they're out of favor right now. Have they moved to grander things or having to stick to the elegance of violins and flutes? So are we talking portable organs or the like? No, it's violins as far as the eye can see. <laughs> That's what I was afraid of. It's what I saw last time I was in Nefalia. Really, it was surprising to even find a flute, and that's not much variation. Conrad. And Faustus. Yes. After a bit of travel time, uh, going up the dirt road, the day's a bit less damp than the previous ones have been. You trudge your way over to the Blue Water Inn. The sign easier to read during the daytime, with its uh, well-stylized waterfall. There's still quite a few ravens gathered about, though they're not necessarily all perched upon the edge of the inn now, and many scattered about. Wild people are with them. I thought you guys went your own way. No, we you decided know, we to decided follow along grumbling. That is how well, well, it grumbling. I think it'll be more exciting to do this. Grumble, 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 grumble. Right there. Do, is, my, is my raven friend there? Does it notice me? Bark. Uh, you don't see it at first glance. Okay. Famous barking birds. I go Just inside. that you farted, Connor. That raises more worrying questions. Yeah, inside. so Conrad, you head inside. Um, business is more bustling than the time you previously came here, but um, not the liveliest inner tavern you've ever been to, but livelier than you could have expected in Stencia. You see the same men that were still hanging about the previous time you were here, though a different person behind the countertop. Sure. I'm going to notice this small squadron of my... Uh, Teammates, the bar. Are you sure you notice them? Uh, they're between me and the bar. <laughs> Yulia's eyes turn to watch the door as it opens and trace Conrad's path through the room. Worried that there's an Inquisitor because she's secretly a monster? Uh, you make an insight check. <laughs> You're bound to succeed at one of them. Uh, I wouldn't put money on it. Hey. Oh, or, okay, 21. Not at all. Okay. She seems curious, you can tell. Um, She's such a badass, but there's an Inquisitor. <laughs> you, you know, because you got it. kills those motherfuckers for fun. Sorry, go ahead. It's an older Inquisitor than I would have expected. They don't tend to have a very long lifespan, to put it bluntly. Attempting to think of a more elegant word, but there didn't seem to be one. Nah, they die quick, we get it. It's early in the morning. <laughs> it's a bit louder than I intended Maybe. to be, but all right. Screw you too, Nick. <laughs> For that exact reason. They're usually either quite good or cowardly. From what I've seen, he's quite good. Good to know. You'll have to make introductions for me. Conrad! <laughs> oh, I don't raise my voice. I'm grim. <laughs> Why would you know? Conrad. I shoot Conrad with the crossbow bolt to get his attention. <laughs> It bounces off his arm. Ow. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, before, before they're, they're, like, uh, they're like Cooney. That's just how monster hunters greet each other. <laughs> Armor check. What? Dunk. Let me just break this holy water over your face. Okay, we're good to go. Oh, that hurts on the shaving cuts. <laughs> Wait, this is oh, now you're, just vodka. But now you're going to be blessedly smooth. <laughs> That's what I should have. I my bottle of holy water to Nick and been like, yo, put a little bit of this in a drink. I'm sure you used to this maneuver. <laughs> I oh, jeez. Um, 
So, uh, yeah, Conrad, you get over to the bar and woman behind it, dressed in uh, kind of pastel purples and greens, uh, looks up to you with a genuine warm smile. How can I help you? Greetings. Um, is there a Rictavio staying here? Rictavio? Yeah, actually. Um, Brom, point him out to Rictavio's room. She waves over to uh, one of the boys against the corner. One of the um, blue men? No. <laughs> the baby face man? These aren't men. They're boys. Little children. Baby face boy. <laughs> Cream face baby boy. <laughs> Soft boy. Um, he, he sets down his fork with a large chunk of meat on it, rolls his eyes as he steps over to the side, uh, and then points from where he is to the upper story through the gap leading to the balconies. Um, oh, he points the to floor, the uh, southwest corner. Where if you step just even slightly to the back, you can see there's a door over there. Show him directly. Fine. Uh, I think I make promo, if you'll excuse me. And I will follow him up, because I have this crossbow. No, no. You could probably handle it. (laughs) (laughs) You're looking for the circus, man? Oh, he's so diagonal. How? Okay, then. Does he just collapse into his food? <laughs> oh, boy. Judging by this, oh. Nick will be able to at least see us over on the balcony. Yeah. So. That's correct. Sweet. Oh, shit, wait. To get to our rooms, we had to go outside and then up the outstairs? Outside yeah, I mentioned stairs? that. You did. I know. I just, I, I just didn't, I didn't see. Yeah, it's kind of like a travel court set up, except there's no, there's no parking. Yeah, basically. This would be a really interesting place to have a combat. Yeah, it would be. But, um, yeah, the boy Brom, he leads you upstairs, uh, walks to the end of the hallway and kind and uh, gestures the door in front. It looks a bit nicer than those across the way. Um, you can tell from just kind of look the outside this room, while not necessarily bigger, uh, is probably a single room. Makes sense. Could not be that large. It's like, uh, there it is. Do you need anything else? No, I appreciate it. All right. Takes a few steps away and uh, sees Grimhild waiting there before he turns back to you, Conrad. So are you an Inquisitor? Yes, I am. Is Rectavio a... Makes like a few like kind of fang motions next to his mouth. Aww. Not as far as I know. <laughs> he looks immensely relieved. It's like That's good. He's He's been a nice man so far. I hope to confirm that's relief. All right. Have a good day, Brom. You too, sir. Goodbye, small child. Yeah, and he wanders back downstairs. I'll I'll flick him a copper piece as a tip. Uh, he definitely catches it and seems genuinely grateful. Thank you, miss. Sick, I could buy a third of a I piece of candy. Scowl. I could buy a chicken with this. When you scowl, he looks a bit taken aback and scurries down a little bit faster. What can you buy with a copper piece? I mean, to be fair, she didn't, like, change what she's doing most of the time. That's fair, but he was expecting at least some other form of interaction after this thing. Hey, I wasn't far off. If someone else tips him like that, he can buy a chicken. In a a good economy. Yes. Pound of wheat. So, um, yeah, so you're at the door to that room. Uh, What about Gromaliria, Faustus, you? 
I think we're the ones that have all of his shit, so... Nick still has the rapier. It's it's worth noting what they're doing, though. They're still just... Are you still all just sitting outside for now, does, or...? Does, does it smell like cooked meat in here? Out here? Oh, strongly so. Yeah, the, Grove is going with... The, he, I'm sure the dog is going nuts, so he's just gonna, like, push open the door and go inside. Actually, wait, before I, I forget, did you I bring your dog with you instead of leaving it at the stables as you were... I was not. Yes, I was oh, playing with. Was, were we suggested to leave him there? We were suggested. You only brought him in the night. <sighs> I no. I then really he would have brought it just because it needs to be. Let, let's not get the Delger danger. Really oh, want because of your super low charisma for Grove to just walk in, sit at Grimhild's seat, and finish her steak. <laughs> no, we will. He will do that. He'll put out uh, like two pieces of silver too. For, like sit down, eat it, and go another. Just look down, look over the banister. He's punched your tickets in the meat dimension. Lyrian passes. What do you do? Oh yeah, he will definitely do that if Nick's at the table too. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, she'll follow Grove and very quickly probably. And Faustus? Ah, Grove, how you doing? Uh, I, I see you've already introduced yourself to Grimhild's steak. You're a braver man than I. No, no, no. Keep the coins. It's not going to matter. Hi. Mm -hmm. uh, this is a way to make an introduction, I suppose. Hello. It's a bit too cooked for me. Can the next one be rare? Do you lean up to say that's yeah, the woman at the uh, bar? This is Grove. He's, um... Grove the werewolf killer. Uh, what? Illyrial <laughs> nod. <laughs> yep, that's him! It's a pleasure to meet you. She offers you a hand. Still leaning back a bit to avoid the spray can, of grease and. Can I hear this? Like, uh, yeah, it's it's open. Can I roll to see if her saying that is actually like, oh, it's a pleasure to meet you. You've killed a lot of people like me, you motherfucker. I love how God, if it wasn't you are. specifically like the thing that you suspect her of being a werewolf, I would probably say no with the other ones you've done. But sure, go for it. I love how suspicious I you are. Another level. Great. I Dude. Mean, she okay, genuine. No, genuine. It, it perfectly fits in character, but I just love how like it, it, it just genuine is constant. just seeming genuine is just like another. Uh, you know that, right? <laughs> the most expert liars seem genuine, <laughs> <laughs> even if they are innocent. They're still guilty of wasting my time. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, yeah, she attempts to slip a hand under the spray of gristle and fat. He's got an extra hand to eat with. He'll just eat with one hand and shake hers with the other. Is it a hearty grip? Is it just yeah, no, like it's, a, it's actually or is a pretty it a solid fish? grip. For how, like, city feminine she looks, she has a sturdy grip. Does the grip have claws? <laughs> <laughs> I would have mentioned them if so. Claw grip. <laughs> you, shake like a, uh, you shake like a forest folk. I've been there a few times. Oh, I suppose and she'll uh, turn one uh, piece of the inside of her dress a little to the side, and you can see a very large silver pin sitting there, shaped uh, like a star, four-pointed instead of five. It's quite reflective. He'll, he'll produce the... I'm sure he's got his braid on him now. Yeah, he'll just pull the braid out with it. Thank you. Uh, not Now he'll pull out his braid and kind of dangle it in front of her with the hand he just shook with, and he goes, thank you, not used to people doing that around here. It's not a practice everywhere. Should be. <laughs> suppose so. You realize some places have entire beaches made out of silver, right? 
then, then they must be safe from werewolves. Not a big deal. So then why is there such a case of vampires in Nefalia then? Because I retired. <laughs> I like that attitude. I appreciate it. Is that why you're so rusty? <laughs> rusty? Um, the case of this wouldn't be tarnished. Based on that moss-covered forest boy. You, you can hide. pretty nice. I believe he gave me a compliment without realizing it. Well, it certainly wasn't meant that way. <laughs> a backhanded compliment is still a compliment, Nick. <laughs> Faustus, what are you doing? Uh, I suppose everybody else is in the bar. He'll uh, go in as well. Head to town. He's still kind of puzzling over the interaction with the Baroness this morning. Maybe she was just legitimately nice and cared about what you thought she was about things. So he'll probably sit in the back somewhere and order water. Sure. And maybe maybe a hundred dollar pearl. As you step inside, you see it's gotten quite lively in there at this point. Um, your entire group having a bit of a ruckus. Everyone is day drinking. It's pretty common in Stencia, to be honest. It's, you know, hair of the werewolf, that sort of thing. <laughs> I don't have a problem. Um, you have a problem. <laughs> yeah, we live on Innistrad. The uh, woman behind the bar, Danica, she moves out to the table full of everyone first. Uh, hello there, you two. Would you like to order anything? Can I get this, but rare? <laughs> I think I could arrange that. Can I get um, a second one wrapped up that will hold? Actually, just give me a raw one, too. Wrapped up. Okay. I think I can arrange that. Be a silver per steak. Whispers, or not whispers, she's just very quietly compared to everyone else. I'll just have a water. She gives you not a dirty glance, but kind of like, I don't think, I literally don't think they serve water in taverns. I thought, I thought Faustus just asked for water. He probably didn't, but you asking for water is perfectly fine, flower girl. (laughs) He convinced himself that he did. (laughs) <laughs> the issue is that since we don't have like plumbing or sterilization, beer is literally safer to drink than water. Yeah, beer and wine are are just are the things that won't kill you. I mean, Illyria can just purify anything. Yeah, but... it, it makes sense for her to do it. <laughs> Faust is in the corner, like, did I order a drink? Yeah, that seems like something I would have done. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I ordered it. Bye. Probably if I acted enough human today. I'm in a tavern. That's what you do in a tavern. Of course I did. <laughs> I mean, Illyria will look like mollified and be like, never mind, and kind of hide behind Grove then. It's, it's all right. I can fetch you a water if you want one. It's one fine. fresh pail. Uh, either or it'll yeah, be two, you like a glass or a pail. It'll be uh, two silver for the stakes. And hey, uh, we'll pay. As you reach into your pocket, uh, you hear a kind of grunt from. Uh, the bar. Danica, you let me pay. You sure see all that? Happy to do it for a hero. Who's doing this for our meat? Why Why is he buying us meat? Grove is just gonna double down on eating. Two, one is fine, two is not fine. Grumble, eat, eat. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was out of kissing. <laughs> Oh dear God! What is his issue? I miss him. Miss something? 
It hasn't it's come like, up yet. It's coming up right now. Uh, yeah, he looks like Grover's got himself a bit of a reputation. Oh, uh, that Lear will be like, yeah. No, there's a reason that I knew his name, and I didn't just like ignore him in the woods because he was consistent. He was always there. I don't think their consist his consistency is what they're applauding. Well, I mean, he did take out the bad ones. You haven't heard about the werewolf slaying. I know about it, yeah. He takes out the bad ones. No, you. Uh, Pointing to Nick. Oh. <laughs> now, should I have? Well, I mean, not necessarily if you don't frequent Kessig very much. It was a big deal, though. Yeah, no, I try to stay away. No offense. <laughs> everyone, has, everyone has places they prefer. Still, near... The, it seemed like it might have been the start of a howl pack before he saw to it. Your tales of hunting them through the woods the remainder of them. If any did survive, they're definitely not forming up proper on their own. Valerial pat his back. See, you do good stuff. Just eat your steak. Come on. Double fist steak. <laughs> Anger steak. Uh, the woman Danica then moves over to uh, you, Faustus. And what can I get for you? I don't think I've seen you around here so far. No, traveling through town... Well, welcome to the Blue Water Inn. Uh, what sort of pastries do you have today? <laughs> Afraid I don't have too many pastries. Uh, a few different types of bread is about the best I can do for you. Um, I could recommend to you to one of the bakers in town. They might be able to do something for you, but they don't tend to make many. And type of industry isn't really doing too well here right now. Do you have a croissant? <laughs> no scones? Uh, they might have some scones, actually. I think that's within the realm of what they make. Fine, then. Maybe just dry toasted bread. That I can do for you. If you're not even staying the night, it won't cost you much at all, dear. Just a couple copper. Sure. Did you see my doll? Five gold. (laughs) I'll be right out with it. And, uh, yeah. With both orders, she heads back. Fine again. The two men at the counter, other than the one who contributed to the bit of conversation, don't seem to have joined, contributed anything else since then. They still continue to drink in silence. Back up above, Conrad. Knock sharply on the door. Hey, give it a firm. Yes, just one minute. You hear Thank some. You, you hear a few sounds of jangling and cloth against cloth. You then see a. Uh, Head poked out through the door. Um, large top hat, big white mustache, uh, kind of well, full face, kind of chubby. Yes, what can I do for you? Um, let me introduce myself. I'm uh, Inquisitor Conrad Starcuts, and I'd like to speak with you. Oh, an Inquisitor. <laughs> I hope I haven't done anything wrong today. I hope so, too. Gives a bit of a quizzical look to that. But just give me a moment. I still need to put on my pants. Okay, cool question. Would Conrad have told me not to have his book out and be leaping through it while I'm leaning against the rail? No, I would not have told you that specifically. (laughs) Okay, because that's what I am doing. I mean, he might have mentioned it when you pulled the book out. I mean, I'm I'm focusing on this door and and the the stereotypical man that popped his head out of it. (laughs) Ah, good cop, bad cop. Good to see it in action. (laughs) Yep, that's what I'm going for. Um, Conrad, you can, uh, when... When, right before he pulls his head back in, you can see he gives a kind of precise glance behind you. 
but then pulls his head back in. I look behind me. You see Grimhild there reading through a journal. Well, a book, actually, of prayers and the like. You saw this book yesterday? Yeah. Well, better to be forthright about things, eh? And if we're going to have to give it like, as much as I can for it first. No, no, I understand. It was going to come up eventually. The door explodes outward because he has a side of his room. <laughs> he just shoots us both. The second pig <laughs> crashes through the wall. <laughs> oh, I knew it was werebores. <laughs> double pig? No one saw it coming. Double pig, double pig gum. Yeah, so, uh... Gum gum is all that's bones. just overkill. <laughs> Takes uh, about a minute longer. You can still hear sounds of movement inside. Um, before he cracks the door open proper and uh, offers you in. Yeah, walk into the room. Ooh, this, is, did, this did not take up as much of a segment of this place as I thought. It's, it's a one-bedroom room, which for an inn like this is actually kind of surprising. That's not common. Yeah. So in that case, huh. it's actually it's pretty... It's not common. <laughs> it's not a common room, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but in that case, like even though it's small, it is actually kind of... Uh, would probably be one of the more expensive rooms. Right. Just 10 foot by 10 foot seemed a little strange, but that's basically what my freshman dorm was like, and that was two bedrooms. <laughs> Yeah, and this is for when we're back in the day, space is not particularly well available for buildings. Right. Uh, as you enter the room, you see that it's a touch messy. Um, not like anything disastrous has happened in here. Just you see various pages, a few journals, um, some pieces of bright, colorful cloth, many resembling the outfit that he has on currently of the crushed red velvet jacket with some faux gold trim to it. Um, it looks like he's been here for a while, at least. Oh, okay, it's that dude. All right. He was eyeing me, right? Last night? He's paying attention to us. Do remember that at one time he was eyeing you, but attempting to look like he wasn't. Yeah. So, Rictavio, that would you prefer to be called? Yes, it would. Yes, it would be, in fact, Inquisitor. And what's your name again? I Did you mention it? I don't believe I caught it. Conrad Starkertz. He nods a couple times. Well, what can I do for you, Mr. Starkertz? Well, to put things bluntly, my... My compatriots and I, we investigated your wagon last night. And pilfered from it, I see. We took some items into our possession to see to make sure that they were safe in case you weren't on the up and up. Which is exactly what I intend to figure out here. Alright. So, we investigated your wagon, and there was a rather bestial din from it. Is that a crime? There was also huh. bl blood. There was blood on the outside. Hmm. <clears throat> He looks a bit puzzled for a moment, drums a few fingers against his chin as he sits down on a stool. Of anything, I suppose, that would probably be from the feedings. The feedings? Oh, I bring him a few raw steaks now and again, toss them over the side. I see. Harvested a few side. myself. Well, not myself. I've recruited the men downstairs to help me harvest some. Ruined one of my jackets. You can see it right over there. I thought this was a closed and locked wagon. We could have just looked in from the, the, the top. No one looked at the top. <laughs> He said it sounded like a closed wagon, and also what it looked like on the map. It, it has a hatch. Okay. You want to say, what kind of... If it was an open-top <laughs> wagon, why did it have it's, that trap? <laughs> it's all... It's a hatch. It's a locked hatch, goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> no one investigated the top of the wagon. I didn't think we needed to. Well, that's because you didn't think to look up. Gamers don't look up. <laughs> Just like dogs, we can't look up. This is not my fault. Right. And... Upon investigating the bestial din, which is not a crime, we were attacked. 
by the boar within. Is it dead? I'm afraid so. Nearly took one of us with him. Well, yes, he Two. is quite strong. Indeed. Well, was. And while in many cities, having a poison padlock is not a crime, in some places it does warrant a bit of suspicion. Are you accusing me, Inquisitor? Only of having a poison padlock. Well, of that I must be guilty as charged, but I don't believe that is a crime here. One must never be too careful defending what they own, which apparently I thought I was careful enough. Yet here you are reporting to me that my boar is dead. Let us avoid any more, I look at any more assumptions that I'm accusing you. You look at him what? In a silver mirror. Oh yeah, you can just take out a silver mirror. Uh, he presents exactly the same. Are you scrutinizing him deeply though? I mean, I will be. Uh, both of you can make investigation checks. I'm good at that. I'm okay at that. How okay am I at that? Um, 18. I'm an investigator. What about Grim? I got a 17. Okay. Professor gets one higher than me. Both of you can see as you're talking to him that there are a few parts of him that don't match right. Insofar as that, like, when he took a seat, there was uh, the a bit of a way when he sat on it that his it seemed he sunk a little bit through the chair. He seemed to project a little bit further past it than his actual yeah, body yeah. did. Oh, oh, so it's an illusion, not just like fat padding. Yes. It seems to be that way. Okay. There's a few other cases you can see things of like some of his hairs not moving exactly as they should. Yeah, I'm going to just straight up ask him, is it not too much trouble to drop your illusion? It would be quite a bit, actually. It would be... I imagine it would be a rather lengthy process to reinstate them. Oh, no, not none whatsoever. The problem would be about having to explain it. He's an inquisitor. I would advise if explain you... Explain things to... Yes, I would advise that if you have things you find difficult to explain, you find a way to explain them. I suppose we're at an impasse. Fine. I, I would request is... that you close that door, please. Oh, absolutely. I'm... I'm... I should have done that earlier, actually. I'll close the door. I would hope that what you see here is not shared outside, and while you cannot promise that, believe me, I'll be holding you to that promise one way or the other. Perhaps veiled threats aside, I have no oh, intention of- my boy, that is not a veiled threat. That is a direct threat. Grimhild rolls her eyes and makes a jerking off motion. She doesn't- you, sir. <laughs> Excuse me. You get a bit into the theatrics when you're in this as long as I am. Clearly. And he plucks the hat off the top of his head. There's a pale blue light that surrounds him. It begins to circle and kind of unravel out in ribbons and streaks. Um, as it does so, his form begins to shrink a little bit. And he ends up looking like someone else altogether. Uh, I need to quickly make a pog, I guess. Um, but so I'll just <laughs> that won't change the visual in the yeah. D20, I guess, is all I need to say for now. He seems a lot more muscular first as it begins to pull up from the feet down. The outfit was genuine. He actually was wearing clothing of the sort. Um, but as it begins uh, pulling away, you can see that, yes, he is much more muscular, a touch taller. As it goes around his head, he is much younger, has a carefully trimmed brown beard, a bit of stubble, but otherwise pretty well kept for, uh, short hair clipped to the back that is swept to the side, and a very stern practice expression on his face. Conrad, you instantly recognize this man. 
oh great that's what i wanted to hear <laughs> there is perhaps only two people alive today in the church more well known than this man and those would be the lunarch themselves and avison okay this like audric or something oh no audric isn't nearly this important Shit. this is rem Corrales, aka rem known as the blade of the inquisitors Easily the most feared and revered of the Thraven Inquisitors. About in his late 30s now. Um, he never really held one for sticking to orders. He found trouble and he solves trouble. Stencia has a lot of trouble. He has traveled through Stencia, you know, in past quite prolifically. Rem Corollis, eh? Yes, Rem Corollis. Rem Corollis, eh? <laughs> yep. Great. You mentioned on quite a few cards, I want to mention also. Yeah. Yeah, sure is. <laughs> so. You now understand. Indeed. Thank you, Rictavia. So. I apologize for the bore. It's all right. I'm very unhappy about it, but there's nothing that can be done at this point. So. There's something you're needing to know. This was the first thing, but I suppose that it's, uh... By the way, he definitely looks like he is correct now. This isn't another illusion. Uh, I mean, I guess you could roll to check, but it's uh, it's not really a common thing to have somehow manage to work an illusion under an illusion. Sure. It's also not common to have a giant armored boar in a wagon. Much more common for some crazy inquisitor. <laughs> Since I now know you to be trustworthy, I will uh, share with you my reason for being by your wagon. Please do. It was mentioned in a prophecy to help defeat Stefan Moore. <laughs> prophecy. Indeed. <sighs> Go on, please. I'm curious to hear it. Let's see. A man is not what he seemed. He comes here in a carnival wagon. Therein lies what you seek, a symbol of hope. Well, they got part of that correct, I guess. So what do you want? The weird well, buzzing thing. Buzzing thing? Wasn't it buzzing? Wasn't what buzzing? I don't care. Yeah, like, what thing that... I don't know anything that was buzzing. There was like a weird symbol thing that we found. You found a weird... S like, literally, but like, with energy when he grabbed it? Oh, like the feelings, yes. It wasn't actual, like, sound audible buzzing. If you're looking for magical artifacts, I had a couple in the wagon. I presume you found them if you found that notebook. Indeed. And now that I know you're on the up and up, I'm happy to return them to you. Please do. I will give him the Electrum, the gems, the uh, the various monster hunting supplies, the scrolls, uh, the crossbow and the rapier I don't have on me. I give him the... I've been reading the book the whole time. I will hand him his crossbow, though, and Holy the symbol, silver bolts. kits. He'll take them and then kind of look around and like as if looking for a place to actually put them and just kind of rub the bridge of his nose. Now then, I appreciate that um, I appreciate that we've caused you a great deal of inconvenience, but can you understand my suspicion? I understand your suspicion. It's noted. Are you not a member of the Inquisition? This might not be go this might not be a talk right now. I want you to appreciate that. I appreciate it greatly. The amulets we are identifying at the moment. Fine. And, Will that uh, be all, Inquisitor? Your rapier is downstairs. Please fetch it. Yes, Blade. I'll go find Nick. He, oh, you're still in He leans off to the side behind the door when you open it and just closes it promptly yeah. as soon as you do. Yeah, like I, I, I sort of slip out. I mean, I'll close it since I'm next to it. Okay. Yeah, basically, I'm going to keep reading this until it's time for us to... You learning much? A bit. Good. If you have the ability to read that, then you have the ability to help. I don't have a particular task when I say that. I mean, in general. She nods. Take whatever information you can. It's a shame all this... Othering stuff is taking up so much of the room. Prayers of power. Just some of them are quite a bit long. So Conrad. Neck. <laughs> I'm, I'm right. Do you have to yell? Neck. 
Oh, God. <laughs> Nick. Yes. Oh, you give it back? You must be on the up and up then. All right. More than you know. Yep. Just kind of takes it out. A little bit more flourish than strictly necessary. Hands it over two hands. I take it. Just bring it back upstairs. When you knock on the door, you start to lean to the side and look to Grimhild. You'd get the door. She does. Hand, hand him the blade as I come back through. Um, you may reinstate your illusions if you like, absolutely. Are we done? I suppose you have, if you have any advice for defeating Stefan Moore. He's a vampire. One who knows a lot of tricks, but he's a vampire. He's arrogant. In the end, he's cowardly. Between those two facts, that's most of what I have to say about fighting him. I see. What is the amulet, considering that's likely what was mentioned in the prophecy? Do you... Have you done much re- reading about before Avison was around? As much as any other grown man has. Maybe you should. Listen, I could sit here and explain it all to you, but all you need to know is that it's powerful. It's some form of holy. I don't know exactly what. Yes, but it's strong, and I thought it might help. Yes, that's why I'm having my, uh, my wizard friend analyze it. I would like it back, but you're actually crazy enough to take on Strahd himself. Come stop by me first, then. Side quest found. I'm going to hear what you have to say. I don't have much to say. I just want to keep hold of it, as I don't tend to just trust someone just because they are an Inquisitor. I trust you enough not to instantly kill you. Appreciated. That's about the extent that we have anything happening. Do you trust Seed of Endless? No. For any reason other than trusting no one? He gives the first mark of emotion other than stern or moderately angry, with a small smirk at the corner of his mouth. She's crazy. Crazy enough to offer me help so far. Well, I guess there's that coming out of it as an advantage. I learned a great deal from her. Oh, she's smart. She's also crazy. She's a threat. She's dangerous. She doesn't think out the causes and flaws of what she does. She does not stomp out problems. With all due respect, that does seem like quite a condemnation coming from a man who dresses as a carnival ringmaster. To avoid her sight. Her specifically, this isn't a typical disguise of yours? I've donned it from time to time. Hers is a particular. Is there more I should know? She will eventually ask you to go too far. I hope you don't. Further than going after Mora? Did she ask you to do that? No. Well then, no. Not yet, at least. But it will be further than that in the long term. I see. I'm happy to help you resolve any issues, but it does seem a little odd that a man with your power and stature in the church would be hiding. You are older than me, and for that I trust you know how to survive. Of course. As part of that survival... I trust that you understand that even at my age, with the reputation that I have, that I am going to do damn sure to make sure I take care of myself. With your knack for survival, you should know that sharing out information, even to people who look similar, is not always the best idea. I appreciate that you've trusted me to return my objects to me, but even that might have been foolish on your part in a general circumstance. With all due respect, I believe more thought went into it than you Please, explain it then. Well, you come here clearly with a great deal of monster hunting equipment. One would presume that you have some sort of mission to accomplish in this area, or you wouldn't be here at all, especially considering you need to disguise yourself. Do you trust me? Not exactly. Good. At least there's that. But I trust you enough to leave you with the objects you entered the town with. You trust me enough to do what some would consider right. I appreciate that you think and have mostly figured out that I wouldn't kill you. That's good. At the same time, I still consider it foolish. 
take any advantage you can get in this. And I consider people who consider me trustworthy and trustworthy, trusting of them to be an advantage. At least for Well, then we're on even ground. A pleasure. And I do hope our relationship becomes a little less cold. We'll see after I've found what happened to my pig. Yes. I do hope if you're crazy enough to attempt to fight the vampire that he doesn't kill you. It's unlikely, but they do like to boast. And if you somehow You should hope that he does kill us <laughs> rather than turn us. That's true. That would be preferable to that circumstance. I would like to see you unharmed. You seem like a just man. I appreciate that. But you're chasing a crazy cause. Not quite as crazy as those who seem to assist you. But either way, take care. You have one more question, earnestly? Oh, if it's with earnest. Please do. A wealthy young man imprisoned in his home. Sound familiar? There aren't many people of wealth around here. Are you thinking here or elsewhere? Somewhere in Stensia. These valleys are further away. Let's see. I would imagine somewhere between Walker Manor and Moros. Oh, if it's singular, must be that pining son of the Baronesses. Here? In town? <laughs> yeah. The nearby, there's not many other places it could be unless there's some house along the way hiding some manor that I could see. Moros State is not going to have much for you there. So if it's anything in town, it would be that boy, Victor. 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 Von Frankenstein? <laughs> I don't think I know the name. It's Frankenstein. Mm. Really not. Common misconception. They're similar. That the name of a necroalchemist? A legitimate scientist. Scobs. Scobs. I think I fought some of them myself. <laughs> Do you have any idea why he puts the bolts in the neck? Things to, make any I sense. believe it's to channel the electricity better. Baroness's son. Oh dear, that is worrying. And, I've heard nothing about it. And what was up with that one with hammers for hands? Oh. <laughs> was the <laughs> attempt to weaponize it, I suppose, beyond what it already was. <laughs> Threw my sheet across the room. Oh, you're fine. It worked okay. Why would I have not heard of a of the Baroness's son? I'd barely heard of the Baroness when I came to town. Because no one much cares, even this. Is he in town? I believe she would be at the manor of anywhere. And this time someone cared. Well, I'll leave you to it. Thank you. Rictavia. He gives a more of a smile to that one. I do wish you well. I apologize for my anger. No, it's completely warranted. Thank you for staying your blade. He nods. You can't see a blade on him, but he nods. He doesn't need one. He could knock out one of my teeth and then kill me with it. <laughs> I want to point out, like, I didn't choose to add this was as part of the conversion. They had this be a thing. I was like, when I was reading it, I was like, oh my fuck. Oh no. I'm, so, I'm, so, I'm, I'm not happy we killed the pig. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, well, we're not we're just, just doing checkpoints for levels, so it's like we've got experience points for it. I'll, I'll just head back to the to the tavern, looking sort of stunned. He sets the hat back on his head as you leave, and then holds out his hand to uh, Grimhild. Not in a like place something in it, more like a yeah, shaking hand. There's the there's a subtle intonation as the illusion takes place. But yeah, he holds it like to shake your hand. Yeah, she'll shake his hand a little bit cautiously. Like, he doesn't have a reason to murder her. Not that as far as you can tell of you killing the pig, but you know, yeah. he didn't murder but the other guy for that either. Revenge, yeah, but revenge doesn't get you anything. Yeah, that's like, true. She, she, yes. she sees this guy as a, as a kindred soul, 
you wouldn't be completely but wrong. But that makes her he's dangerous. <laughs> yeah, correct. Anyway, he, he shakes your hand and yeah. nods as he puts back on the hat proper, and you can see the blue light begin to swirl around him once again. I hand him back his book. Was there anything I noticed that like I could have like mentioned as a correction? Probably not, because he's been doing this for like 10 more years than me. Um, Actually, yeah, when no, did he start? Because Grimhild uh, like, started real young. Uh, I mean, you probably would have heard of him, but I don't think you'd have heard like when he specifically started, because that's not really a common yeah. thing. Let's see, Rem Corollis is in his late 30s. He takes the book when you hand it back to him, looks at it for a moment, then snaps it shut in hand, and then offers it back. So, cork an eyebrow, but then go, I suppose writing it down is more to keep it in your memory than to reread it. I just didn't want anyone who couldn't make use of it to read it. <clears throat> now, please know about your business. Go tip her hat and walk out. He tips his hat back and uh, resumes uh, hiding things around his room Fixes with a it. pile of things that he now has. So, oh, those down below, there was a long conversation <laughs> up above. You like you weren't hearing the conversation itself, but considering they were upstairs for a while and there wasn't any like killing noises. They were talking about me for a while as well. And that is why uh, I stopped crashing Sasani family parties. <laughs> Just saying. Because of the house that burned down, really? You were there? A house burned down? No, I was talking about the... You know what? Oh, you didn't hear about the house? Oh, goodness. That was that was an interesting one. Danica seems to know all the news about all of us. No, not Danica. Oh. Danica's uh, Yul- the... Yulia, is this one? Yep, Yulia. Yulia, my, my mistake. Um, in the time being, Danica would have brought back the steaks for Grove. Uh, and then brought over... A, piece of toasted bread, as well as a uh, bowl of beet soup for uh, Faustus. So he sees Grimhild come down the stairs like, listen, I warned him, he ate it anyway. I can get you another if you want some. Everything was perfectly fine and normal, and we'll talk about it later. Glad to hear it! <laughs> uh, actually, so said she's still and she had been reading it the whole time, so it's up to you how you if you think that she just kept it instead of giving it back. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, they might not know that <laughs> she didn't give it back if she gave it back or not. That's so good. <laughs> I'm um, learning about that right now. <laughs> about the chopping trip. Yeah. Yes. Let's uh, let us go. Pearl we needed a pearl, right, Faust? Well. Wait, but aren't you giving him back his stuff? Figuring something out first. Alright. Um, so, will... while they're doing that... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Grove uh, doesn't like say speaking that. over people. <laughs> well, Grimmel is just trying to leave with Yulia now, so she can, like, spend some time alone. Yeah, sure. Yulia, like, is happy to leave, like, just downs the, the rest of her drink and... Especially because right. you isn't there. Like, the, the pup makes everyone Everyone else tolerable. <laughs> I don't. Only the pup. Just the pup. Just. Let's see. So Rem wanted the amulet back until we needed it. Basically. Cool. Still gonna identify it. <laughs> That's fair. He probably wants to know too. Um, I will say, I before you went with the identification thing, I didn't get to mention. Um, you do know it was a very powerful holy object, and that to utilize it properly, you would have to attune yourself to it, and that only of people you know here, you could. It would have required someone with great holy power. Even if you don't fulfill that exactly as you want, it would be able to work with you. Cool. 
no one else could, in your group at least. Conrad's still the sort of guy who wants to know exactly what happens with it. <laughs> What's the matter? You don't trust your angel? It doesn't have any Avicinian marks. It's all it's all rams and ravens. Both things that mean good luck. But not specifically Avis. Uh, but yeah, Yulia is happy to go out with Grimheld. Um, she uh, gives a theatrical bow as she leaves. It's a pleasure meeting all of you. Oh, Govel nod. I actually think I'm going to stay here, Conrad. I've found some of those questions. Yes? Oh, uh, sorry. Uh, stay good. Um, uh, people know me here. Maybe I can get some information for some things. Well, I trust you. If you need anything, you'll know where I'll be. Down somewhere. Just bark really loudly. That's how most mm. people call. Wonderful. Illyria will go out and search for a silversmith now. Okay. Since there appears to be no interesting adventures going on. Nick, what are you doing? Um, he is going to buy uh, bagpipes first, obviously. If they're available. <laughs> Alright, we'll get to that. Um, and Faustus and Conrad, you're going together to buy things? Sure. Uh, Alright. Um, well, as you all head out and begin to uh, separate, or do you ask anyone directions, I suppose you could also do as well. Uh, sure, I suppose you just need to know where the, the gem cutter is. The, the gemery. Jeweler. Uh, Jeweler, that's the word. <laughs> <laughs> if you ask uh, Danica's, well, there isn't much of a jeweler per se. Any sort of gems that would be in town, I presume, would just be uh, kept at the store. And Like, there's one dressmaker, and maybe the Baroness offered them some. Wonderful. She wears some fancy outfits. We should be all right. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome back anytime. One moment. All right. Um, so yeah. So uh, if you head towards the general store first, or do you head towards the uh, dressmaker? I'll just follow Faustus around. Faustus, do you go to the dressmaker or the general store? Kevin, why? Go. Oh. Kevin is dead. Somebody raise him oh, from the Kevin. dead. I'm, I'm here. Oh, okay. Hi. Hi. Do you head towards uh, with? Faust, uh, not Faust, with Conrad giving you direction um, of place you could go. Do you go head towards the general store to where you were directed for the dressmakers? Uh, I guess I'll follow the address that Conrad gave. You have two, basically, though. Oh, okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, I guess one thing, I still want to figure out what that amulet's about, so find the... Dressmakers your best bet for that, probably? Probably more likely to have a pearl. Yeah. Pearl of moderate price. Yeah. So yeah, I'll go over there. Although apparently, like, some kind of... We're probably better at figuring out what it actually does. Okay. Um, so yeah, so uh, as long as we're on that thread. Um, yeah, so you follow your directions. It tears you about more west through the town. Uh, you find a building still on the main central street. It's smaller than some of the other larger shops, but... Uh, and important buildings. You can see there is a display window with a few dresses in it that are quite pretty for here, at least. You've seen, of course, more elegant gowns, uh, gowns in Nefalia, but that is pretty much all they wear there. Here, uh, these are still very well made. Some Whoever had these had skill. Um, you can see almost filigreed lace patterns in some of uh, the ones in the window, as well as a much more affordable-looking green sundress, a few other just nice put-together pieces. Uh, and you can see on the most gorgeous one, though, with intricate designs down its back and 
minimal sleeves altogether that flows almost like a white moat of snow. It has uh, around the neck, actually, some small, thin pearls that you can see on it. If you enter into the shop, uh, there is a uh, kind of bored-looking middle-aged woman uh, behind a counter. Currently a few pins in her mouth, a piece of thread in her hand that is working on a wooden model in the approximation of a human. Yeah, he'll glance at a few of the dresses and then head over to... with you! Yes, thank you. She uh, sticks a pin against the model and works it a bit into the wood to hold the piece of cloth on it in place. Then carefully extricates the rest from her mouth and sets it on the counter. She moves over to you. Her hair is swept back. She has a few notable wrinkles around her face, but uh, she has uh, very dark eyes. Not as in as if they've given up, just very almost nearly black-brown to color the iris. Yes, how may I help you? Buying something for a loved one? No, I wouldn't say that. I'm looking for a fine pearl. I figured this would be the best place. Uh, pearl, you say, huh? I guess whoever steered you here was right. I could get you one of those. Uh, not too cheap if you're looking for a fine one, though. Most of them come from the Baroness herself. Very fine. That's what... That's just fine, but... What do you mean they come from the Baroness? She purchases them from out of town as people deliver them in. It's the only way you can get them around here. They don't really spring up in the mountains. Interesting. That makes sense, I suppose. Everything has to be brought in from Nefalia, and believe me, it's not cheap to get them out here. Well, that's fine and well. I'll need to look them over to ensure they're of sufficient quality. Uh, of course. She eyes you a little bit suspiciously, but just like waves a finger briefly. I'll, I'll, I'll be back. Uh, heads off into the back, and about a minute later comes out with a rough wooden small chest about four inches across and pulls open the lid and inside you can see various pearls in a few different colors. Most of them are white, but there's a few with a pale blue to them. Most of them are round, but a couple are also rather spindly. They tend to throw in a few extra when she orders. She sometimes likes strange things added. She sets the box down in front of her on the counter, but in a way that is not directly accessible to you and more within sight. Yeah, he'll take a look. I'm puzzling over what she said. They're of mixed quality. A lot of them are really well done. Uh, some of them, their value obviously increases because they have matching types in the same box. Pearls are often valued for how they pattern together. Oh, okay. I mean, I'll look for one of sufficient size. Excuse me. Sufficient size and quality to cast. Uh, yeah, from even from this distance, you can tell they have a couple in there that would be worth that amount. Not many, about three. That's fine. He'll point out one. One of these. She'll lift it up carefully. Yes, that looks like it will work. All right. Mm. Oh, I don't know what I'd offer for one of these. Um, considering how much... Well, if it's just one, I suppose it couldn't be too bad. I could say 120 suns. Well, I'm afraid I can't pay that right now. Hmm. It's the range you are willing to pay. I could pay 80. Be losing money on that, I'm afraid. I could potentially see somewhere in the middle. Fine. I can, I can split the difference. I suppose that's enough to still make a living off of. Fine. She uh, carefully holds it and 
grabs a small bag from that she shakes a few spools of thread out of and carefully sets it into. He'll hand over the uh, small bag Conrad gave him. She'll look over the contents, count them up, and once she's satisfied, she hands over the pearl. Have special plans for that? Bit of an odd choice to be looking for out here. Nothing very important. Thank you. You're welcome. I wish you the best. And he'll head out. Sure. Anywhere in particular after that, or? Uh, I suppose he'll head back to the uh, estate where sure. he can spend an hour casting Identify. All right. Um, so, Nick, you head off towards the uh, general store. Um, as you get the direction, the stockyard of the general store is where many guards are currently stationed outside of, as that is where the event of the fight last night took place. Well, it's a good thing he's not currently holding stolen merchandise. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can see the big sign over the stockyard says RSX Stockyard, and then you see a nearby house that just says uh, it's a bit larger than a house, I suppose, uh, that says RSX Goods. All right. Uh, yeah, t- take some, take his sons in hand, and hope. Uh, all right. Yeah, you step inside. Um, a woman currently sweeping the middle of the floor, and man behind the counter. Oh, let me get out of your way. She steps over to the side. Welcome in, welcome in. Happy to have customers. Yes, I'm looking for something very uh, particular. And, you know, I'm not sure that it wouldn't surprise me if it didn't. Uh, But do do you know where I could find a set of bagpipes around here? He looks, he pauses kind of what he was doing. His pipe currently at the edge of his mouth, kind of uh, balding at the front. He looks up to you and holds it very carefully as he pulls it out of his mouth. And a stream of smoke pours out the side. Fact I do. <laughs> Never would have expected we asked for them. Uh, a bit more, ex- they're a bit spendy, I would say, but we have them. Oh, money is no object. Well, if you want it, sure. Um, <laughs> all right, Elena, you want to go fetch my... Uh, sure. She looks equally surprised and heads on back. I never thought I'd sell the damn thing. Learned to pl- tried to learn to play it. I was terrible. Absolutely garbage. And I tried my best. Believe me, I did. But then the neighbors started complaining, and that was the end of it. And the I had this. Oh, that's, that's absolutely terrible. terrible. Exactly. And I had ordered them specialty from the Folia and fine woodcraft. Believe me, fine woodcraft. But I just couldn't have a use for them, and we had no one interested in bagpipes. Eventually, just had it gathering dust in the back. Well, worry not. I'll shake off the dust, and uh, we'll see how they play. So, if you didn't break them. Oh, certainly. I believe at this time of day, no one would be bothered too much. Uh, yeah, and his, uh, wife hurries back out, a lock of hair kind of brought loose from her bun and her hustle. Um, she sets it down on one of the nearby tables. They're dusty, but they're made of a really fine, dark wood. A deep brown that is polished, but you can see a few pockmarks from a combination of age and, and dust. And, uh, even as she sets it, a fine spray of it just covers the table. But, uh, looking at them, they're quite well made, at least from here. I don't know how much of a connoisseur of bagpipes you are. He's proficient in them. I don't know how much. Oh, perfect! Is. Yeah, no, these are these are a nice set of bagpipes. Actually, they're not like you know they're not like what a rich person's bagpipe set might look like, but they're it's well, very well made. All right, I'll, uh, knock some you know knock more dust off, and I'll be like, uh, you know, you mind just to make sure that all the chambers are intact and whatnot? Certainly, I'd be happy to hear someone who actually knows how to play it. Spoilers, it doesn't help. <laughs> what is your people's problem? Bagpipes. <laughs> I, I personally actually enjoy bagpipes. Yeah, bagpipes are great. Anyway, so really, just... I've been making jokes about them. 
I don't know. They fit your personality. <laughs> you rolled loud, your obnoxious, and useless. Oh, it's fine until that last part, man. That one digs. <laughs> the Grove isn't there. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I guess that's a <laughs> roll charisma plus your proficiency since you're proficient in bagpipes. What'd you get? No. <laughs> Dear internet, how? <laughs> how? He has bagpiped a natural one. <laughs> how? <laughs> what? Sorry, this one still had a cat in it. <laughs> not, since, not since the reign of the demon lord Shield Gengar has such misery been known. <laughs> get like extra bonuses for like being a rogue and having tools or whatever or something. Holy fuck! No, can you, you roll again have, once he shakes the rust off? I have fourteen charisma. Yeah, let's just say it was full of dust. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he just you exhale uh, of dust into his throat. You begin to uh, squeeze into it as you exhale, and the you realize you don't get enough air inside of it as the first, and you just hear a. Mm. So you breathe deeply backwards, and you suddenly find the entire inside of your throat layered with dust. You f- think you might feel something crawling about in there. In your balls? <laughs> in your throat. Oh, gross. Oh, God. Uh, I did say it was a bit disused. This is... I apologize for that. That's looks unpleasant. Uh, here. <laughs> he'll, uh, yeah, he'll, he'll fetch you a drink and quickly hand it over. I tried to find a picture of Bruce Campbell playing bagpipes. As it turns out, there is a professional bagpipe is named Bruce Campbell. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> if you're curious, www.bagpipeguy.com. <laughs> well, yeah, this site hand- may be hacked. He hands you a drink for you to heartily quaff. Thank you. I-, I-, I do promise that at least it worked well the last time I used it, as far as I could tell. Okay. Let's give it. Takes another drink. Let's give it. Let's give it one more shot. Doesn't need to sound good, just to make sure all the chambers are intact. Go um, for it. <laughs> yeah, there we go. That's a, that's a workable roll. After a kind of coughing, sputtering exhale as your first one, um, you then begin to uh, work the pipes as you know you've practiced in the past. Um, you begin to work out a Nefalian sea tune. You've heard it before in some of the taverns that you used to frequent when looking to be a proxy. Um, it echoes and is loud, and the sound is good. I mean, it's still a bit muffled, and you can tell there's still some dust in the pipes as they spray out with a few of the pumps of the bellows, but it's working well. These are, again, qual- well-made, at least. Uh, the, the RSX are just watching you kind of wrapped and a bit enjoying it, but though uh, he is kind of semi-shielding his ears from the volume of it. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, camera, camera comes up through the chimney, we cut to just everyone else in the party, like, oh god, why? I'll take him. No, it, it just turns out that Grimhild and Yulia are inside a shop that's inside a shop that's not a shop, and they're like, we've gone too deep, and then you go, Bwah. <laughs> Um. So, uh, yeah, that'll be... Oh, to make up for the costs and... Uh, but you are an enthusiast, so we'll say. Also, 50 he literally cents. can't sell to anyone else, and he already gave that information out for free. He shouldn't have, I know. But I right, listen. I uh, appreciate it here, but uh, you know, I think we we should sort of waive the uh, 
maintenance and upkeep that this uh, you know should have all right, all right, deterred all right. before you sold it. And uh, all right, I'll, I'll knock say a, a forty. You play them one more time for us, and I'll call it a deal. All right. Let's roll another. You don't need to, but if you want to, sure, go for it. Just, just to see. Okay, now that's that's passable. Yeah, that's not terrible. All right. Yeah, you work your way into another shanty, and uh, now that you don't need to expel all the dust out of it, you can ease off the volume a little bit, and they both enjoy the performance, and he happily gives you a handshake and prepares to uh, write up just a little bit. Uh, now you have a set of bagpipes. God help us. <laughs> Can't wow. wait till he dual classes in the bard. Perhaps it'll scare off some monsters. Is there a bard in yeah. college of causing fear? <laughs> Dude, that's yeah. awesome. As Nick opens his other mouth and sings the song that ends the world. <laughs> um and did you have any other plans of things to need to do? Um yeah, he's gotta find somebody because he knows a scumbag in every city. Oh yeah, you're gonna ask around for someone you might know. Yeah. Use some thieves lingo to get you there. It's like, hey, I, do you know a guy who knows a guy? I need to see a man about a griff. I'm looking for a man in the mood for some ultra-violence. <laughs> um, Alright, uh, let's see. Illyria. Hi. Takes a little bit asking around, but yeah, you managed to find a smith in town that isn't purely uh, iron. Wonderful. Um, yeah, you managed to head their way. They're towards the a little bit richer end of town, which means next to the Baroness's mansion. Wonderful. I love looking like a, a vagabond in the rich part of town. It's comparatively less rich than other towns, but I don't think you've been to that many towns. So. Uh, not Give yourself Kepsing, some yeah. credit. You look like a vagabond in the worst part of town, too. <laughs> Ow. Oh, wow. There's so much shade being thrown around <laughs> on this campaign. It's great. All right. Listen, there shall be no shade under the brilliant sun of Nick's new set of bagpipes. Shade over Innistrad. I'm glad that there were no average rolls for bagpipes. <laughs> well, the 13 that was precluding the thing was average. It ended up being kind of good, low end of good. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> um, but all right, yeah, you managed to find this, uh, a smith. You can hear the sound of a uh, large fire inside. She'll kind of pop in there and very cheerfully go, Hi! Uh, you see a couple men in there. One's a bit older, gray, bushy beard, and a small set of spectacles on his face. The other is a young boy around 12 or so, uh, who's currently working um, on tangling a piece of silver wire, it looks like. Short brown hair. The older man is like, oh yes, welcome. Hello. Hi, I was wondering, if I gave you the silver... If you could make me a large silver knife. What silver is that, mask? She kind of dumps out a couple of the silverware pieces. Um, he picks up one of them and adjusts his glasses. I have a 40-piece set. He stares at it and, like, blinks a few times, takes a cloth out and rubs the side of his glasses and puts them back on before <laughs> looking at them closer. Doesn't believe the weird wild girl has Lunark silver. He then carefully sets it down onto a piece of cloth nearby. Um, madam. Yes? Down into a blade. Yes. We we certainly do those. It's important in this day and age. But, uh, you see, there's a bit of a... Well, not a snag, exactly. Do you know what these are? Yes. Mm -hmm. 
I was given them for saving a man's life. Well, then you must have thought you, he owed you a great, a great service indeed. That's what I've been told. They, they're useless to me as silverware. I'm not going to be hosting I... any big parties. And I, know, I need a knife. Or a scimitar. If you could make a scimitar out of 40 pieces of it, that would be lovely too. But I'm assuming I only have enough for probably a decent knife. Perhaps. Perhaps I could make you a deal. He uh, leans back like a sudden flash of like an idea on his face. I can make you a blade whatsoever, if you would be so happy as to just offer these in payment. But I want the blade out of these. I want bless, I want a blessed silver blade. We, we have blessed silver at our disposal. We have to make blades capable of fighting off the wolves. Not much, I assure you, and normally it would be quite an exorbitant fee. But I would rather not have to damage such an object. She kind of thinks about it and says... I'll be back. And she goes off to try and find Conrad because she's not you sure if he's... the same result. Oh, she... he, he's, she, she's not sure if she's being taken advantage of, so she, and she trusts Conrad to know that stuff. Good choice. <laughs> You're good at insight. Trust the Inquisitor to know when people are bullshitting. He's an actor doesn't need insight in this case. <laughs> All right, uh, Conrad, where are you about? Um, sort of hanging awkwardly outside the dress shop. <laughs> oh, Faust has already left. Still. You just missed it. Just a weirdo outside the dress shop. He left out the back door and Conrad's sitting out front for an hour. <laughs> oh, I hope he figures out how to get that pearl. <laughs> I hope he's still in town. Uh, they at least saw the direction he went, so you can find him before too long. Yeah, She'll sure. kind of wave. About a five minute walk. She's kind of waving wildly at him. Hey, I, I need your help. Is everything all right? Yeah, I just... I think this guy is trying to take advantage of me, but I don't know enough to know if he is. Does someone need to die? No. Tell me the whole story. She pulls out some of the silverware and says, again, it's like, I want to make this into either a knife or if I have enough, a scimitar. Okay. Because it's highly blessed silver. You do realize that uh, the Lunark probably didn't bless his forks as proof against demons, right? Well, I don't know. I thought it was important. I thought it, it was Im- blessed. It is important as a cultural artifact. And it might be blessed for good luck, prosperity of harvest, but probably not for killing monsters. She kind of pouts. <sighs> He's willing to make me a blade as long as I give him some of these. I don't know if that's a good deal. Some of them. I think. He didn't say the whole set. If he knew there's the like worth- 40 of them. If he knew the worth of these, and he knew you knew the worth of these, he could arm you off of one. You think? If nothing else, they are pure silver. That's why I wanted them for the blade, because I have all the materials cheaper. I don't have to pay for show, silver. Show me the smith. She'll grab his hand and sort of drag him after her. <laughs> Go to the silversmith. Yeah, you arrive back. Um, geez, uh, as you arrive inside, the man seems to be uh, currently working on smoothing out a knife. Kind of an intricate horn design on the back of it. She'll kind of point at him like, that was the one who talked to me. Hello, sir. Hello there. Oh, Inquisitor. Welcome. Welcome. I'm to believe that uh, you were about to make a deal with my compatriot here? I honestly can't tell if I was. I was attempting to, yes, but the actual success of it, I had no idea. She kind of sounds like, I am here, you know. She does intend to uh, arm herself. This is a very dangerous country. Of course, of course. So, what exactly were your terms to provide her a silver knife? Or scimitar. I like scimitar. She wished to have these melted down. I was offering her a full scimitar as she requested in exchange. For how many? Really, however many she was going to offer. 
I see. This and is, if if I may have a word, this is not me attempting to, I do understand it may seem to you as if this is shady or me attempting to take advantage. I promise that was not the intent. And he looks genuinely pained when he says that. I just do not wish to see any of such an object go to smelting. No, 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 no. I, I understand that. It would be against everything I do in my craft to damage something of such quality and value to history. Yes, and putting aside any profit motive, I find that to be quite honorable. She's just kind of got her eyes narrowed, trying to figure out if she's taking advantage of her. It I'll looks to be check if you yeah. want. I'll try I mean, inside no, check. Why I not? Trust Conrad enough. Conrad just sort of natural. <laughs> Speak of natural. It's not funny. <laughs> okay, you can definitely tell that he would love to own them. He absolutely would. Like, his eyes light up every time he catches a glimpse of them. But at the same time, you can tell that when he's speaking, he's speaking quite furtively about this in such, like, a rush that he doesn't want even the chance of letting his words not be heard. Like, he genuinely wants these to be cared for. So, you're a silversmith? Yes. And I'm an inquisitor. Yes, of course. Were you wishing to commission something? I would be happy to. Or if you'd like some of our wares, we have them around. What I'm asking is, I'm sure you realize what exactly she has in her possession. Oh, of course. That is why I spoke such candidly with you. I would have presumed you'd know as well. Yes. So, as a silversmith, with an inquisitor listening to your offer, what is your earnest offer to create a silvered weapon? What would you take in exchange? The genuine value of what... She has compared to a uh, scimitar. Is that what you're asking? Yes. I will not tell you what I know or what I believe. Were I capable of doing it, and I will admit I value them at a much higher place than many might, but were I willing to sever one, it wouldn't a piece of one be the value. I cannot bring myself to do that, so I would have to say one. Very well, Illyria. That sounds good. Thank you, Conrad. Would you prefer a fork or a spoon? I have butter knives, too. She's kind of rustling, and you just hear all the silverware like, clinking together. He's like actively in pain as he's listening to this. Um, crunch. Just, just, yeah. just what? Just please. I, I wish will Deliria. take a fork if that's yes? the case. Might I ask for a uh, for a full set of three? Three spoon knife. Okay. I'd like to have a silver axe made too. So <laughs> giggle and give him the three. Of, of course. Would you like these coating previous weapons or newly made? He'll take his woodcutter's axe and set it gently on the counter. It's well used, but it's well made as well. I could talk to the carpenter in town, see if we can get a, anything done on the handle, too, if you'd like. If you believe that it would be covered by the the worth of the wares. He, like, a mix of pain and pride as he looks and is like, very much would. He reaches out with a hand on his shoulder. I appreciate your honesty, and I do know that you... Yeah, but the problem is you're paying him something that he can't pay for weapons with, so he's going to have to pay for weapons with his own money. Hey, yeah. he agreed to it. And then from his own supply, yeah. just to yeah. keep you it's from not, melting not, down the cultural great. artifacts. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's not great, but... Gosh, I, have <laughs> I have $9. I have $9. Illyria will pull out a fork and a Nine spoon. Nine fancy books. And yes. she'll hand it to the guy and be like, best silver scimitar you can make me? Of course. Wiggles another... Act- what was that? Like, he just, of course, says he looks kind of, like, actively pained at accepting them, but still does. Will she'll this put threaten- them on the counter as well. Speaking honestly, will this choice threaten your business? Uh, in- Inquisitor, I... 
he's like is trying to not say yes you can see it on the tip of his tongue let's see very well i i, I will do whatever need be i i'll figure something out i'm certain larry looks really go- concerned now like i don't want you to like be at a loss for this i that's why i wanted to use my silver so it wouldn't hurt you i'll figure something out and let's get to work he like just uh, uh this kind of dismissive uh, hand to the boy next to him, who's just kind of been offer, watching this entire thing. I can offer you one more thing as thanks. Uh, Inquisitor? If the axe comes back to me in good condition, well made, then once I return to Gavany, I will tell everyone who has means to come to Stencia of a silversmith that is willing to silver weapons. You probably have better ones out there. Perhaps, but Stencia can be rough on equipment. I suppose so. I'll do what I can. Illyria's gonna kind of crouch behind the counter and beckon the twelve-year-old over. Um, he's, uh, yeah, he's pretty focused on his work for a bit there, but he's still trying to side-eye the conversation when he sees that. He just kind of moves what he has on his work counter along until he's closer to you. She'll, like, put a finger to her lips and slip a butter knife into his pocket. And then uh, stand up. He'll look incredibly surprised, but then, like, like nod and smile greatly. Like I've lost six pieces of silverware of like a forty-piece set. Where'd the first three go? First two. I, I gave. I gave three to you. Right. That was uh the three in exchange for your weapon and my weapon. Oh, I gave him two as well. Oh no, I was talking about uh the fork and the spoon and the knife for both of our weapons. Oh well, he's got more now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> They're your spoons. Uh. You know what they say about pearls before swine? <laughs> Priceless cultural artifacts between before crazy wood people. Look, he's a very pragmatic sort of inquisitor, and these are our Lunark spoons. <laughs> he's not using them anymore. <laughs> I'm going to butter the vampire. <laughs> we ought to sneak them into Moore's dining hall. I mean, they'll probably be on <laughs> me, so yeah, they will be there. Like, like, unless he searches my bags. They'll and be now good. I shall take the ceremonial first bite. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You see, we kill Maurer with a silver butter knife. So, yeah, as soon as you depart, he waves you off and, and kind of slouches his shoulders. And, and through the window, you can see him start to get to work. I'll take down the address. I'll send him some payment later once I have some some actual money payments. I spent all my money on a pearl. <laughs> and I don't have any Electrum anymore, or gems. <laughs> I think I have five gold total. I Jesus. I, I had 109 at the start of this session. I, I, I have some from whatever the beginning part was, but I don't know what it is. We need to start doing jobs for money. <laughs> yeah, only Nick's been doing that. Yeah, I've got a 10 Electrum pieces, so. Yeah, Grove has still got plenty of cash. I have, yeah, I have like, uh. <laughs> yeah, I'm just looking at the actual price of silvering a weapon right here. <laughs> is, it less than, is, it? is it less than a Lunark spoon? Uh, to him. Oh. <laughs> what is it in normal D and D price range? Uh, okay. Well, in the normal, in a well economic area, it's a hundred gold. Oof. Okay. In uh, an area like this, that'd be three hundred. So 100 gold per uh, uh But then work. lowered a bit just because that's, I guess it would be less bad for them compared to other businesses since so many people require silver, so it'd probably be like 250. Yeah. And how much value do you think, just monetarily, 
not culturally a, a pure silver spoon is worth. A spoon you could melt down into five silver pieces. <laughs> like, there you go. Yeah, about five gold. <laughs> These are well made, but... So I should have paid 20 spoons, but I only paid six. Yeah, basically. Cool. Yeah. Anyway. And for just yours, yeah. But yeah. anyway. Um, so, uh, Grimheld. I just like the fact that you're like, I have these nails. Sure, they went to Jesus' hands, but they're just fucking nails. Come on, there's a difference. <laughs> the nail that pierced the uh, body of Christ versus a spoon a lunar gate soup with. Uh, I don't think you actually uh, have a full It's box. probably closer to like, dude. Go ahead. Sorry. It's really brutal. <laughs> have you ever seen Hellraiser? Not enough. If you know the specific history, they're you know the specific history. They're a bit more valuable. Um, but uh, it's it's someone who values the craft. Anyway, I'm still prouder of our financial decision than Nick's. <laughs> um. All right. So Grimhild, did you have any place in particular you wanted to go with you, Lee, or were you following where she wanted to go? Last bard to justify this, you asshole. You don't have to. You can just have them. You have them. Damn right, I just have them. <laughs> Have what? I'd like to see you use bagpipes. He's on a bar. He just has bagpipes. At least he can't play it while oh. he's using a sword. <laughs> Yet. Oh, that's what he's gonna do with all his multi wielding. With his bonus action, he'll play the bagpipes. <laughs> the foot powered bagpipe. First attack, use the sword. Second attack, use my bagpipes. God damn it! One d six sonic damage. Anyway, so yeah, so Grimhild, do you have any place you wanted to shop, or were you just following where you wanted to? Uh, I'll follow her around to see the kind of stuff she's looking at and try to figure out who she is. Uh, if you're closely following things she does, uh, make an investigate check. Oh. Even... At some point, I'd like to, like, look at what... Yeah. Because I lost that cool crop. I don't know why he wanted it back. Probably, actually, you know, I, I do know why he wanted it back. Uh, investigate. There we go. Wow. Even Why did you roll a nice crossbow? Clicking on it. Just, just yeah. trying to delete it. Um, I mean, yeah, you go about uh, business with her shopping. She uh, is also kind of into exploring the town a little bit. She, um, mm-hmm. as, as she talks with you, she explains that she's been through here uh, once before, and this is her second time through, and she had spent about a day last time, but very purposeful choices. So this time, now that she's going through, she actually wanted to explore see the town a bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, the most interesting thing is just the changes with all the gruesome scenery, as it were. See all the wolves heads about. Yeah, yeah so I'm wondering if they've had trouble. <laughs> well, yes, but that's not specifically it. Apparently they had a festival. I don't remember the particular name. It was something new, something to make people feel more secure. They hunted wolves. Apparently it's supposed to raise the morale, but I think it's detracts from it. Having a bunch of rotting carcasses or yes, bits that doesn't of help. them around your town. They'll probably be taking them down soon for that purpose, but still. She, like, goes up to one and, like, pokes one of the fangs. Ugh. Still a bit much. Personally, I would just be more perturbed than anything, but to each their own. Indeed. I don't see much point in hunting wildlife if it's not for food or because it's hunting you. Oh, believe me, they ate what was remained left of them. Wolf is common around here. Just, you know, they use these pieces to decorate poorly. It's- could meet on the cheeks, though. Seems like a waste. No, I'd agree. But, so it is. Anyway, so she continues kind of just checking out various places around town. Um, you pass by uh, 
Faust is at one point after a loop when she goes to check in at a dress shop. Um, purchases a nice outfit. Nothing quite as extravagant as what she has, though she claims it's because of the prices being exorbitant around here. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, stops by a few other places. Doesn't really pick up anything that you find particularly strikingly noteworthy. New set of uh, traveling boots, few rations for the road. Um, at the general shop, she buys a harmonica. Harmonica. So she's probably not a ghost. <laughs> the link between harmonicas and ghosts now seen for the first time. Well, because she breathes. I don't know if she's not a vampire. But she is happy to go to any place that you're looking to purchase a weapon also. Uh, the general shop has yeah. weapons also, but you could go to one of the dedicated smiths. Yeah, I'd rather go to the dedicated smith or something like that, because I don't see if there's anything else. I, I have shit you can get at a general store, right? You have quite a bit of it, but you know you can get more than you already have. <laughs> I don't yeah, know what I'm you mean. Now. No, yeah. bring, bring her to the proprietor now, known as the Weeping Silversmith, and see if she freaks out. No, she's good on silver. I didn't want to hurt um, him. Yeah, I'll, I'll go to one of the dedicated smithies there when there's no other people like wandering around. Blacksmith or silversmith? I just, I'm just gonna straight up ask her, like, so how are you still alive? <laughs> You took so long to ask. I was wondering if you were going to. Tricks. We all have them. It's strange how confident you can be when you know you have a leg up over what everyone thinks of you. Hmm. I mean, I could straight up tell you, but then I'll lose all my mystique, wouldn't I? I tend to kill things with mystique. <laughs> you haven't killed me yet. If I don't reveal it, are you attempting to kill me? She looks thoughtful for a second. Take your time. Humans tend to jump to conclusions. That's true. Something were to happen in this town that seemed inexplicable onto the most mysterious thing or person in that town. Hmm. And do you consider me the most mysterious thing in the town? She does like a little like wave of her fingers. And apparently unarmed woman sightseeing and all right, you got me there. So are you saying you want an answer before something happens, or in if something happens? Because believe me, I'm not intending to create any harm. Well, you don't have to believe me. I'm not intending to create any harm, however. I've heard that before, shortly before, before something they created, created harm. harm. <laughs> How about this for a promise? After today, I'm leaving town. All that does is close the wind, which I can take care of a potential problem. Oh, goodness. Uh, fine. One moment. She uh, hastens over to one of the areas between a couple houses and like, puts a finger to her lips briefly. Um, and you can see that around her there's a slight shimmering haze of blue. You've seen a similar pattern earlier today. And it unravels from around her in a... but a more motes and pieces at a time rather than in a sheet and ribbons mm -hmm. and what was of her dress is now gone and you can see that she is a touch wider and more muscular than you than she presented before but as well as currently dressed in what seems to be leather armor no weapon at her side well armor is a bit of a stretch it's not full armor but it is much more practical riding wear and traveling wear okay does it 
look like it's stitched in ways that it wouldn't tear apart if she suddenly grew in size? Not at all. It looks w w really well-fitted, in fact, so much so that it wouldn't stand out and therefore ruin the illusion in most circumstances. Gotcha. She does a twirl as if she were still wearing a dress. Grimhild nods approvingly. All right. I'm a bit I'm better prepared than it seems. What are, like, what do we call wazards who aren't, like, if we even have them? There aren't many names mage, for them. Uh, force mages are the ones of nature. Me. Most, a lot of people, like, generally when people refer to a magic user that is not related to the church, they just call them a witch. Um, there's a lot of, like, folk magic that gets used out in Kessig, though, and people, like, don't call them anything in particular. Like, a healer or, you know... Someone else. Magic in outside the church is just generally not referred to in a positive manner, if at all. Okay. So I'll just, yeah, uh, a witch then. I don't quite like demons, so I would avoid the term if I could, but I suppose that's the most immediate conclusion. Many that are called witches have no truck with demons. This is true. I've met a few myself. Really, honestly, the reason I brought you out here was nothing... Sinister, and I apologize, but it seems so. It legitimately was that this town, while important for knowing the area, is incredibly boring. I mean, other than the sinister connotations. There are, I believe, things surface. I'm certain there which are. Which is common. And that's the type of thing I will. Tr I try not to directly involve myself in. That's wise, especially when there's a inquisitor who enjoys wanton slaughter. You know, to be fair, most of the wolves around here are held under sway, so... And again, the eating on them is as good as any, but still, it is a bit extreme. Yes. But, either way, um, the surface was uninteresting, and you were by far the most interesting person I saw, other than your companion, who I would have loved to have gotten to know as well. But, you were willing to put up with me and share your stories, which I thank you so much so for. You're quite welcome. A passing acquaintance with Nick is best. Oh? She just kind of shakes her head. So what do you think of him? He was once coolest, but... Oh, really? That would explain the fine rapier yes. aside, though. He gave that one away. She shrugs. I'm not at liberty to talk about that. Hmm? I am not at liberty to talk about that. It would also explain his mentions of Nefalia and being caught in Sasani parties, and, and which I must yes. say were interesting to add as well. But, matters it be, she brushes down the front of... Uh, her riding outfit, and uh, you can see it blossom back into a dress as she does so. That caught your eye. I apologize for inter uh, <laughs> For suspicion, no. No, no apologies whatsoever. Yes. I'm thorough, if nothing else. <laughs> Good. I appreciate that in someone. Uh, and yeah, she's happy to go along to a blacksmith. Well, actually, is actually yeah, quite sure. interested in weapons. Yes. She doesn't buy any, but she's interested to look at them. Of course not. I am going to suggest procure a dagger for and just be like, oh, if they see you tossing spells, they're not going to expect you to just put a knife in their chest. <laughs> they think you can only do one thing. They do that all the time. But, while I think I have a similar means of defending myself, I will accept it happily as a gift. She's totally a werewolf. Hmm? <laughs> oh. She's totally a werewolf. Yep. You caught me. Uh, yeah, anything interesting at the Smith that seems worthwhile? Um, is Mastercraft even a thing in this game? Not specifically. Like, I can write in Mastercraft things. Uh, roll me an investigation check. Or actually, if whichever is higher of mm -hmm. investigation or perception. Perception is slightly higher. 
Sweet. 18. <clears throat> You're looking around, and mostly it's the standard affair you might catch in a town, uh, like any other town you've been to, particularly bigger ones. And, and they're definitely for cheaper. Again, we're relying on what resources people can manage out here. But you do manage to find a uh, odd-looking hammer somewhere with an axe would probably be the closest you could adjust to it. It's a couple of blades set onto a long, stout wood and metal piece with a bit of a small mechanism right at the top. The blades seem set into the sides, but as if they can move. The hammer handle, or axe handle as it were, is a bit long, um, especially for how you would use it. The head is pretty... the blades are long, but the handle is a bit weirdly proportioned to them. You know it does something else, and it looks very well made. I'm disinterested and just say, I'll give you 30 gold for that. The smith doesn't even look up and is like, 30 gold wouldn't be good for anything but a dagger. Unless you're buying a pot. I'll give you a pot. 30 gold? It's not that good of a pot, but if that's what you want to spend on it, far be it from me to stop you. How much for this? And she'll indicate the thing. Is this the same guy from the last town? No. What? I think he's saying the only thing that would, like, by prices right rules, I could buy with that. I mean, no, because it's still going way over. Everyone's gonna charge uh, more than they would in anywhere else. <laughs> See, this is what happens when you don't have Lunarchy and Silverware to barter with. This is when you don't have priceless artifacts on you to I'll give you with. a cage that kills birds! <laughs> <laughs> Cannot let them survive. Only kills them. Actually, though, like, 30 is a bit much for Daggers. I was spitballing. Um, but the... He looks over to him. Give it a hundred. The other things are less than thirty. You can buy them if you want. That's a hundred. Okay, so I have forty-eight gold. How can I possibly argue this down? Go get Nick to buy it for you. That's how. Go get Nick to buy it for you. <laughs> Sorry, fresh out of money. Um, let's say it's how much gold? He said a hundred. From per gold piece, right? Oh, five. Uh, to electrum to gold. It's two electrum to one gold. Two electrum to one gold. Okay. So 48 gold, 50 gold, and a handful of bird skeletons. Fuck, I don't know. I don't know what this thing is, but I really want it. Monsters that need killing? <laughs> the Inquisitor, if you're up for it. He just, like, laughs as if it was definitely trying to dismiss as a joke. Uh, uh, she's like, when I say definitely, like I, don't mean, like, I don't mean, like, trying to fake hide that it's, that, like, oh, it's a joke. He's just trying to immediately get it across that it's a joke so you don't go back and... <laughs> actually do something <laughs> or report him is she harming the townsfolk <laughs> harming's a way to put it has an idea of how this town's supposed to be not many to agree but who's gonna say no to the inquisitor what's her what's her vision why is nick spinning around if i could tell nick, what are you doing to draw <laughs> if i could tell you a vision i would <laughs> apparently it's wolfheads cluttering the town everyone being terrified but then being told that everything has to be okay because it is okay it's not what I believe. It's not what anyone truly from here believes. See, we'll survive. Not because someone tells us, but because you're Stensian. He just nods. Most of this time, yeah. Other than like when he first laughed and like to look sure to make sure it was a joke. Other than that, he has not looked back to you from his work. Fifty gold can't do something. If I can't, I'll pay you the rest later. It's awfully tempting. Can't risk it. I'll just here. Here's here's a down payment for the second half. Like, or 
just insurance. She uh, carefully sets down a sizable ruby onto the countertop. It's not the best ruby. It's not perfectly flawless or anything, but it is a ruby that isn't just a dot. He glances over to it, looks oddly at it, and looks back to her, but then shrugs and nods and scrapes it up and then holds his hand out to you for your money. Okay. Uh, a bunch of money. Let me forget that real quick. Three, five. Let's see that. So there. So I will have one Electrum left, or silver pieces, 79 copper. I am poor now. Good thing. Oh, uh, one second, I'm posting this to you. Can this say single, um, single-handed? Single-handed in the first form, two-handed in the second. Okay. It just becomes a bit unbalanced in the second. Yeah, he happily accepts your money and take it. Oh, Jesus, okay. Because my goal is to collect every single transforming weapon that I can. Uh, yeah, no, I will. I will thank uh, both him and uh, Yulia. I added one part that I forgot of. Yeah, and uh, I guess ask her if she wants to go figure how this thing works. Like works. <laughs> like go check this out. Uh, as fun. soon as as soon as you get outside, so she's not trying to keep a mystique. It's like yes, yes. <laughs> I am. You guys are the cutest. So, yeah, I honestly go, probably uh, would have not bought you quite that expensive of a gift, but I really want to know what it does. I know, right? This is so cool. So yeah, we'll find a place to uh, away from folks, so we're not scaring people with this weird transformy thing. Uh, Fuck around with it for a bit. Yeah, do you want to explain what it does? <laughs> or I can if you'd like. Either way, you go for it, because yeah, sure. So, uh, with a little bit of practice, you realize practicing on a few small shrubs and sprouts um, that, with the kind of trigger release similar to that of a crossbow, that you can essentially pull it, and the two blades on either side go out and make a fine point in the middle, um, colliding together from either side in kind of a pincer motion. Um, you realize you can do this during mid-swing, and it grasps rather firmly and sharply around whatever you direct it to. And then with a bit of lever work, you can pull it back, but as it's extended, its balance becomes a bit odd with how it's placed. Not insofar that it's hard to manage, but it's so top-heavy that using it without both hands becomes a little difficult. And apparently uh, it slam jam it into some other fuckers. <laughs> Alright. Uh, and while you're working with that, Grove. Yes. All right, so you're hanging out of the Blue Water Inn, huh? Yes. Let me drag them back to that map, since that thing actually has a direct map, rather than me shitting some stuff. All right. Let's get these nerds so out here. After everyone leaves, and he's had his stake, and he's worked up the courage, he'll go saddle over to this guy that bought him the drink. Like a girl in a bar. You just pull up next to him and not look at him? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward small talk is about to begin, motherfuckers. <laughs> he doesn't say much for a while. He keeps drinking his uh, wine. Just kind of his leaning shoulder, uh, elbows on the countertop. You can see from looking at him that he has a crossbow at his side, a bundle of bolts, a couple of daggers, an axe, um, and then is wearing... A, it's mainly wolfskin that he's wearing. His friend next to him with the stringier hair uh, has even more wolfskin. You can see on him that his entire he has a cloak entirely made out of patchy pieces of wolf hide that you can tell as many different parts have quills or colors changing throughout it. I wasn't expected to be recognized so far outside of 
Kessig around these parts. I don't know about the woman, but I'm from Kessig as well. Well, half. He doesn't look oh. to you as he's talking. You can see he has a large beard, is quite a bit balding on top. Without turning to look at you, he just offers a large hand to your side, uh, to you. You can see clasped in the middle of it is a wolf fang that has been silvered over. Grove will pr- uh, present his uh, his little uh, ring. He widens his hand a bit, so as to offer it as a full handshake. He'll shake with it. He'll shake the hand. I'm Sulda. This is Yev. Yev nods. Doesn't really say anything. So, what brings you out here? Uh, would you believe shifting to a uh, hunting vampires? No, that's not what I would have expected. I will say. Uh, that would be the case. Apparently, I have taken up hunting a manor owner. I'm not quite sure how I feel about that. <laughs> uh, he just like pats the back of his hand into Yev's chest. <laughs> he turns to actually properly face you. You are hunting Maurer. It was better than the alternative. <laughs> What's the alternative, huh? Oh, life wandering the Somberwald. Hey, it's not so bad. Ah, uh, it's not so bad, but. Not when you're a wanted man. <laughs> They're not liking you anymore, huh? I haven't heard about that. I was asked kindly to leave. <laughs> That's about the most you get from home, as you remember, I'm sure. <laughs> what you do? You spit on a cat or something? I took a wolf. Killed a no-noble. <laughs> well, you are up to things, aren't you, huh? Well, so that brings you out here, huh? That what brings me here. So how does killing the vampire help? It helps everyone else around here, but how does it help you? I haven't figured that out. Gives me something to go to before I go take a wander. You know what they well, say about men without, or hunters without, uh, without goals. Sometimes they start hunting themselves and stuff like that. Idle hands, that's the word. Idle hands. Well, uh, we keep busy. We do hunting. It's not perfect, but we make a living. Me and Yev, isn't that right, Yev? Yeah. Yes, that is right. See, I says, Yev, we be doing work for good people. That's all that really matters. And is your good work the ones on the pikes, or is your good works the ones that keep people sleeping at night? A bit of both. The ones on the pikes were much more of good, good business practice, more than wanting to do good, you understand? Mm. Listen, Who's good the wolves around here, they are not they are not like wolves in Kessig. They are not just looking to get by. Now, I'm not saying I am liking us necessarily. Heads everywhere, unless they're in my home. But we are not hurting people, we are helping. But most of the business is with these people. He nods his head over to the side, where Danica's still cleaning up. We sell them the meat. Just good eating. If you say so. It just worries me. While they may be not like home, I do know the order stays the same. When something scary gets taken away, something bigger usually shows up. Or gets bigger to fill the void. I do not like creating such a hole. I always tell Yev that we are men that work with what we have. We don't try for more. Isn't that right, Yev? Yes. Very good. Exactly. So, we're doing work. We're getting paid. This one time we paid a lot, so we did a lot of work. 
Men need work. Cheers to that. Cheers. Yeah, a bonkers cup against yours. So, if you need help getting somewhere, we know the woods. I can offer you that. That's all I'll need for now, I believe. <laughs> that and good reminiscing conversations of hunts. I'm a little green around these areas, so knowledge is power. Right around here, the wolves. This is our business. We are best at this. If you were looking for elsewhere in Stensia, Paulin is somewhere. And he's a good man, but a few screws loose, huh? But talk to him if you see him. He's always scared about boars, trapping other things. Yes, sorry. My microphone is muting for some fucking reason. Uh, yeah, he'll just nod and be like, yeah, yeah thank, thank you. Well, it's a pleasure talking to you. I think I am going to go back to my seat now. Would you like a drink? <laughs> I'll get my own drink. I appreciate it. Grove will stand up and go back to his seat and ruminate on things. All right. So uh, it seems like people are wanting to wrap up pretty soon. So, uh, Kevin, if you're still here? Yeah, I'm here. Cool. So uh, I think we'll, so if we're wrapping up pretty soon, we'll just get your thing done. Sure. So uh, you managed to head back to the manor. It's still pretty open during the day. Um, as you're uh, entering, though, firstly, uh, the door opens before you get to it. And you can see stepping out of it a very angry man. That's the first thing you can tell about him from just the volume he's striking as he leaves. Um, but the second thing you can tell about him is how tall he is. There are many people around who are big. Grove, Conrad. But this man is nearing seven feet. Completely shaved head, beard. He has a fur-trimmed coat, a big axe held on his back, and one of his arms is completely covered in a large metal gauntlet. As he steps out, he is just cursing. And fuck all of you. I do not need any of this. I do not need any of you and how you're acting to me right now. Be back sometime later. He slams the door behind him, sees you as he's leaving, just kind of makes a and then spits against the ground. A pity if you're staying with them. Why is that? They don't understand people who do Kirk. And well, that's, yep, sorry, go. So that's troubling. You won't be staying any longer than I can help it. I'd suggest that. Then he stomps off down the road. He'll continue inside. Uh, yeah, once you get inside, you can see that um, the uh, maid is currently busy with uh, padding out with a cloth what looks like a some smolder on the edge of the bark of the house tree. Um, and uh, Sita is standing there glowering over it. She looks up as you enter, but then just looks back down to it to make sure the process is done correctly. Yeah, he'll, uh, he'll just he'll start setting up for the ritual. Yeah, you can get to your room. They don't stop you or attempt to make conversation. Okay. Um, when you head upstairs, are you using your room or a library or where are you going? Uh, probably actually, the library makes more sense. All right. Yeah, you get to the library, and it's where it's full of books. And the in the brighter light, you can see the nice rugs and things set up. A few display uh, tapestries set to the sides, mostly images of uh, falcons and other natural creatures from nearby. Um, so you set up the ritual. Um, what are the requirements of it? I know it has the pearl thing, but what does it say for all the information? Uh, it's a ritual. Let's see. 
Uh, learn all its properties, attunements, and spells affecting it. Um, okay, one sec, though. Um, does it say, like, the letters next to the, um, how much the pearl cost, though? Oh, it's a uh, verbal, somatic, and material. Great, okay. Um, oh. I'll cast it as an hour-long ritual instead of a minute-long spell to save the spell slot. Uh, it does not take an hour, actually. When you do a ritual, it just adds ten minutes to whatever the time would be. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. The ten-minute ritual. Eleven-minute, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, so you take the time to set it up properly as a ritual. You um, set the pearl carefully in the middle of a piece of paper and uh, set a piece of owl feather around it. And as you begin to trim more pieces off of it and arrange them in sort of a web around it, you then carefully lower this amulet onto it. You begin speaking your arcane words. You've learned them from a book a while ago when you first took interest in the craft. Motion here, motion there. A few minor pops of white light source off your hands, another blue. They mingle together in very low glow. You keep chanting, and then your eyes flash. You can see nothing but this pale blue color as it slowly turns into gold. You know this object is important, not just in the sense of it being magical, in that it's more than just uh, some magical object that was given this blessing. It is what is left of something. There was a belief, long ago a belief. You don't know all about it. You only get what you're hearing out of this. But a belief in the ravens, in the rams, in the land. A belief of things in Stensia, of not angels, not demons, not even gods, though they are rarely spoke of, but from the foreigners. You're not exactly sure what it is, but it is a force that they believed in. But nonetheless, it gives them great power. As you do this, you can see the silver, platinum, and electrum melding together onto this. And within each of the rubies held the power of this silver in them. And you can see it flashing with brilliant moonlight. And you can see it banishing shadows. Your eyes flash back. And I'll post the item rules in just a moment. Cool. Cut and paste that shit in my... <laughs> with the rest. <laughs> Ooh, interesting. Um, and also you note that it can only be attuned by a quote-unquote good um, paladin or cleric. A paladin of good things. That's why you... That's why you fit the letter of the law, but not the spirit of the law. I've... I've... The spirit is highly debatable. He has good intentions. He counts within the department of what it would attune to. Road to hell and all that. And you talk. Also format that better because that's just pacing out of the book. But sure. Yeah. So there you are. Cool. Yeah. He'll consider briefly and then figure that it's just a, you know, it's something that Comrade needs to have as the only person who could reasonably attune to it. All right. And did you have any other plans in particular, Faustus? I know you wanted to talk to people about potentially finding out about Electrum. Uh, possibly. I mean, he's still looking for the Electrum, but I still don't have any money. That's fine. You're just asking where you can find it, right? Yeah. Yeah, I suppose he's he's going to hold off on it. This town doesn't... There's too much going on for him to go out looking for it right now. Okay. All right, so with the information you've gleaned, um, I guess just as a global ask before we uh, figure out the end of the session, um, where is everyone headed with what they've done right now? 
I presume gathering back up, but I'm not sure where. Probably. When I mean, Leary the... would go back to head to Grove. If you head back to the um, the Baroness's common room, put things together. Okay. Grove, Nick, Grimhild. Uh, Grove will wait at the tavern until someone comes and grabs him, and then yeah, meet up with wherever and everyone else is. Yeah, I assume Nick's probably heading back to the tavern, and unless he was told beforehand, like yo, after you know, we gotta meet up at the common room or whatever. You weren't specifically, no. Okay. Um, About how long will it take for the silversmith to make mine and Conrad's things? You don't know. He didn't give you a time before you left. Okay. I have a backup axe. I don't use it much. It's not that axe. not the axe I like. So, moonlight instead of sunlight? Yes, correct. Alright. Got all written down. But Grove, you're quickly fetched by Illyria. And... As both of you head back to go where Conrad's going, back to the common room, to figure out your plan of action, especially now considering what might be the next of your prophecies, uh, we'll call an end to the session there. Cool. Thanks for the session. Nice. Uh, yeah, any thanks. questions, comments, thanks, concerns? A bit of a very separate one, because you all have different things to do uh, in town. Uh, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> that dude is a meanie for taking the, my rapier back. <laughs> easy come, easy go. Pretty much, pretty much. Don't worry, you'll get it back eventually. I'm sure. Uh, probably. Or you could just be a really good rogue and take it back That's yourself. True. You just steal it in the night. Watch out for the pony yard. We never found it. Or his bastard sword. He, he may no longer be religious, but he's still not going to steal shit from a fucking. Grand Inquisitor or whatever. <laughs> he's not even a Grand Inquisitor. There's like High Inquisitors and he's got a special title just for him. Nick, look out is for his Is he even a paladin? Oh, fuck yes he is. Thing I see but it makes me think he's like a fighter or a rogue or a mix of the two. He's a split paladin fighter right now. <laughs> More on the fighter, but... What I'm saying is he's Probably higher than level four. <laughs> Probably. Listen, Probably all I need five. to do is hit him. Okay, now I know I've been having difficulty with that lately, but you need to just let me follow through. You hit him, this. he doesn't move. If only you had some sort of whip to get around his guard. <laughs> get my, my box of sadness tissues again. <laughs> I'm still killed by the first roll this session from Nick just being another one. To play the bag bagpipe. <laughs> also, James, if you want if you want to have this axe. Uh, but I'm using it if not. Okay. Go for it. I, I don't have money. I don't either anymore. Okay. Now now I feel <laughs> I super bad that I brought that I bought those bagpipes. I have nine dollars <laughs> to my name. Uh <laughs> Time. You still have a bit of money waiting for you if you go talk to Irina again. True enough. Rose yeah. has like a hundred gold on him. That and, I don't know. Yeah, oh yeah. Remember, uh, next next time Nick is definitely going to talk to his, his scum, yes, you know, right. random Yes, I forgot about bags, that. So. I will definitely do that next time. Just it sounded like everyone was getting pretty tired. So yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, well, it was also apparently. No, nah, no worries. Well, just it's late. Also, so. it was a very divided session where people went off in different directions and solved a yeah. bunch of things at once and like equipment managing. It, those are long sessions. I think it was a side quest session. I'm not being broody enough, though. Really? 
Really? The like yeah. five? In- <laughs> no, you're being broody and like paranoid enough. It's just adorable, and your character does it. When I was opening yeah, the door to like talk to Octavio, you were brooding in a corner reading his diary. <laughs> yeah, you're you're broody. It's just your brooding has kind of gone past the brood point of no return and gone into like Sundiri level of brooding. God damn the best it. part is you've accused you for a girlfriend. <laughs> not like I care about you or anything. <laughs> so yes, you are brooding just well. Just fine. Fuck, I want to kill you, fuck. Alright. <laughs> reading his diary. <laughs> Afterwards. <laughs> so he already know all the girls he likes, so he's like, well, no, it doesn't mean anything anymore. Girls he likes, Avison. Yep. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Uh, you're allowed to like Bruno and Gisela. Nah, they suck. <laughs> no, probably we actually have... he, he would like he would like Gisela. Yeah, like, is my girl. Ugh. Like that actually goes to Stensia occasionally, right? Yeah, Sigarda is um both a lot more independent and then also doesn't need Avicinian wards to operate. Other angels actually have to be kind of powered by Avicen's wards to be able to go into places. This is why she survived Emrakul. And the host of Herons have yeah. the gift that they do not need that whatsoever. So they can actually come out here. Like, I do mean, not whatsoever. It still sucks. Is she like a, an angel from somewhere else that just ended up in, in a shroud or something? Uh, no. I, I can get into talks about angels actually in a moment, but uh, if we're all done, uh, I think we should end the recording. All right. So, you have a good night, Internet.